Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From Hillary to Harambe, there are no limits. You can be nice. Really great talking to you. You're a cool dude, great dude. I appreciate awesome. it, man. You can be mean. You're shit. <laughs> or you can blow it all up. <laughs> Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. I realize I need to update the intro to this show. Someone complained about that like a year ago. I still haven't done it. It still says Hillary to Harambe. It's just kind of outdated. Oh, it says Hillary to Harambe? Yeah, it makes a Hillary reference and a Harambe reference. Very 2016, you know? Well, because of the way we've set it up, I actually can't ever hear what the call-in intro is. I yeah, I play never... it just locally. Yeah, like so I did mission. not know that yeah. <laughs> until right now. So I, I, maybe on my like list of Christmas break to-dos is update the call-in show intro. Anyway, Blonde's coming us, to us from a secret location tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where is she? Who? Where in the world is... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought I could make a pun on Carmen Sandiego or something, but yeah, it didn't, didn't really work. All right. Um, anyway, uh, welcome to the call-in show. If you're new to the show, there is a link to the Discord server on which we host the show. That is in the video description. Hop in the Discord server. Put your name in the roll call. We go on a first-come, first-serve basis. Patrons and or subscribe star supporters. We were talking before we went live. What do we call subscribe star supporters? Yeah. Can't do subscribers. You can't do stars. Yeah. Subscribe star supporters is what I'm going with. Anyway, if you're one of those and you need to be marked in the server as a uh, supporter of the show, send us a message and we'll take care of that for you. Uh, we'll take Super Chats uh, on YouTube and Streamlab, Streamlabs every 30 minutes. Try to keep your calls. I don't know what the rules are anymore. Two minutes, three <laughs> minutes, whatever Blonde says. Yeah, it just depends on how interested I am and what you're talking about. And then uh, we'll close out the show with email questions as well. Of which we have a bunch. So. Of which we have many. So we'll have to be quick with them tonight. Uh, but let's hop into the calls. We had some early people tonight, but Jack's up first. Hey, Jack. Hi. Hi. What's on your mind? Yeah. So, um, I sorry. Uh, George Bush was buried in College Station. Uh huh. And I will, and I will be moving there next month. Okay. Any ideas about what I need to do to his grave? Jesus Christ. You need to go there and respect a president of the United States. Yeah, go to the Sticks Colin show if you (laughs) I mean he wasn't bad enough for grave dancing. That's way too that's yeah your Ted Kennedy or something like that. I mean if you're moving to the location of Ted Kennedy's grave, then you know, piss on it, dance on it, Uh, whatever you want. They're both bad. I don't know, man. Just let's be polite with graves. Can we can we do that? Why why? Yeah. Just, Let's be polite with some graves. Okay. Deserving graves. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Are you uh, are you a Texan right now? Are you moving oh, yeah, within a, Texas or you're Oh yeah, I am a Texan. I'm Go moving to. there for a cult for Texas A and M University. Oh cool. I, I just I'm transferring over there right now. Okay. Awesome. The most troubling part of this call is you thought we were going to have some creative suggestions for what you should do. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's a little aggressive. Plus, that would be criminal in nature, and I can't advocate criminal behavior. <laughs> 
Not to mention it's um it's morally suspect in addition to moral schmoral. criminally liable. Yeah. Yeah, but this is a guy who helped kill John F. Kennedy. Mm. Mm. Tell us right. more. Actually, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Any final uh, thoughts? Yeah, um, a yeah, and is the best school in the in the country. It is a pretty good school. Lots of conservatives there. So. Yeah. You All right. UT. <laughs> right. All right. Thanks, man. Let's talk to guys. Steven. It's not my webcam. It's the internet connection. Yeah, and you j I don't think you have your lights either, so it's a little yeah. less lit than normal. I have the best webcam on the market. People are like, will send me super chats and stuff. This is for a new webcam. I'm like, listen, I can't do anything about this. It's internet connection, and yeah, I mean, we both have. Uh, when you're in your normal setting, we both have fine internet connections. It's just you know, like 95 percent of the time, it's totally fine. But you'll get a hiccup from now and then. Uh, anyway, um, Stephen, Stephen Ignoramus is up. That's Stephen two, I think, right? Stephen two. Stephen two. Stephen two, huh? What yeah. uh, You like, can't be Stephen one. What's no, up, no, man? it's all right. I, seniority, and, yo. And they're both Steve. PHs. They're, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's not even Stephon. Stephen with a PH and Stephen with a V. You can go Stephen if you want. Or Stephen. I mean, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Suarez is the number one. Number one, Stephen. Right. Yep. Sweet. Um, <laughs> I was calling because uh, I, oh yeah, I was wondering if you guys uh, what your guys like favorite books were. You guys like, reading and what your favorite books? Are. Um, my favorite <clears throat> books of all time: Crime and Punishment. Mm. And uh, I I do love some Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice. Mm. I couldn't tell you the last nonfiction or the last fiction I read. Uh, like for for enjoyment i just don't i don't read yeah, what like, about nonfiction? yeah i don't know i mean I, the, th the trouble is i start reading books and i never finish them like i have been reading thomas Sowell's uh book and jordan peterson's book for like the last half a year and i have like you know a chunk taken out of both of them but i'm probably never going to finish either of them one day yeah I, i'm not really a person that like sits down and reads for hours at a time now of course like there's a lot of reading involved in this as a as a job, so to speak, but it's why, more, we have to read a lot. Okay. It's more yeah, like true. news articles, um, current events. It's not like long form philosophy. Um, and that sort of stuff. I mean, I haven't read stuff like that since college, to be honest. And I enjoyed it, but these days I think it's mostly that I just end up reading so much news volume that I just don't want to read for enjoyment. I want to go outside. Like I want to shut off everything and go outside, yeah. that kind of thing. What yeah, about you? Uh, I don't know. I, I I got both of Jordan Peterson's books, and they're okay. But I'm I'm like mad. I mostly like I like nonfiction stuff, like history stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> what was the Dostoevsky one? I just read that. Uh, Notes from the Underground is the other. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I just want to know what you guys are thinking. And I uh, I sent you guys a gift in the email. Um, so if you guys want to play my gift on Sunday, that is fine. Oh, I forwarded it to Matt, actually. Okay, I'll have to check Sweet. it out, yeah. Do awesome. It. Thank you so much. Good shit. All right. You guys, right, thanks, man. You guys, have a good night. All right, see you guys. <laughs> bye, bye My soundboard's not working. Let me see if I can load it up again. Oh, no. We don't, we don't have any sounders news. that are you too are long news. that you can play and make me sit uncomfortably through. How dare you? Let's see if I got it. I doubt it. There we go. Now it's working. I doubt it. Uh, who's next? Frank is next. God, that must I'm be wondering... my favorite murder of all time. 
wonder if Frank has a MindConf update for us. <laughs> How's it coming? Uh, ah, hello, guys. What's on your mind? Well, you you know all this thought patrolling on the internet. It it kind of reminded me of of uh, this summer. Actually, I became like painfully aware of like what I would call like hot girl re- reality. <laughs> like, wait, you t- when you're talking girls- thought patrol, you're talking. Are we talking T H O T? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was thinking like deplatforming thought patrol thought police. You're yeah, talking but, yeah. you're talking chicks. Yeah, chicks. You know, right. and like I I had this girl at work that I was training to take over me for, for, for the summer when I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. And this guy on the office, he's like like uh, like I, I meet him and he's like you know about this girl, blah, 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 blah. And then I come back from vacation and it's, he's still going at it, you know? It, it, it just Wait, like I don't understand. Cringe. He was trying to bone her? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but he, he had no chance. It was basically like 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 in, in love with her, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, like is she like a real fox out. or something? Yeah, yeah. But, but, but like, and I, I was thinking about it. And like, if, you, if you're like, you don't have to be that hot. You just have to be like mildly attractive. And like yeah. everywhere you go, it's got, there's always going to be like this one guy who's just like waiting to like, like suck your asshole. You know? <laughs> just one guy? That's it? At least, you know? Yeah. It depends how hot you are, of course. Yeah. yeah. But like, now imagine this... if also you can cook. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like what I'm saying is like this is going to fuck with your, your perception of reality. And like, uh, it, yeah. It's got, yeah. How I don't so? know, what maybe you, you blonde have like... What? what sorry, I didn't... What, I, I'm, you lost me I, a little I, I bit. What do like... you mean it's going to mess with your perception? Or like Women are going to get inflated senses of self-confidence. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if you, blonde, like, have any, like, experience with this. Like, you're, you're like, pretty cute from the shoulders up, at least. <laughs> no, I actually have, like, a giant ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I was talking to my mom about this today, but, like, my life, when I reflect on it, it's, like, opportunities I didn't deserve, second chances I didn't earn, people telling me I'm awesome at things that I'm not. It's just like constant ass kissing my whole life and people building up my self-esteem when I really didn't deserve it very much. So I assume that most women have had similar experiences. And then Wanda admits to white privilege live on air. For sure. No, it's female <laughs> privilege. Sure. Female privilege out the yeah. yang. Um, and I just assume that other women are have had similar experiences, but just think that it's normal. So whenever I see a woman in this asymmetric dating market, that's like, where have all the good men gone? It's like, bitch, if you can't find like a good man in this dating market, then you've got some serious stuff wrong with you. Yeah, I hear you. You have any final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would actually say I think like like uh, the guys who are are like going around uh, like uh, sucking the asses of the, of the girls, <laughs> they're like. They're, they're like the problem. Like the, the, they might be the, the reason why we all have all this like uh, sad, uh, childless uh, four yeah. years old with blonde disease. Yeah, hmm. that, that's that's definitely true. You got to stop kissing women's asses for no reason. Hmm. Yeah. You're yeah. always filled with interesting tidbits. I love it when you call. Before we let you go, how's mine count? Oh, it's it's good. I, I got some interesting ideas, actually. <laughs> okay, well, some good points. But but I can I can like I can see like w- where it went wrong. But like he got some good points. <laughs> Solid foundation, just poor execution. Maybe yeah. that's a bad exactly. choice of words. All right. Okay. See you Thank guys. you, man. Bye. Uh, 
<laughs> okay. Uh, Constantine's up next. Hey, dude. Hello. hello, hello. Oh, I, I oh, had a stroke that? there. So. Oh, well, as long as you're all right, uh, you're good to go. Yeah, I, I survived. Uh, but aside, aside all that, just, just so, so much on my mind. But I think I'll go um, play off the first color. I was thinking about this before. Who would you say is the worst president this country has ever had? Oh, God. Um, Abraham Lincoln has did some shit. I'm not a great worst uh, president. I don't know. Maybe Elvis Abraham Lincoln's Lincoln. not the worst president. Nope. I mean, I don't want to get into it now, but he did some shit that has had lasting repercussions, you know, throughout I'm like ending Lincoln. slavery. That bastard. That's not it. I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe uh, LBJ. I'm not a great star was a bad president. I'm not a great uh, presidential history mind, unfortunately. So I, you know, I'm, I'd be biased towards modern presidents. I think, um, like who, who traditionally gets shit on by historians? It's like Ulysses S. Grant, Nixon, um, Hoover. Oh Truman. yeah. Hoover. People hate Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Uh, wh- why do they hate Truman? What was it outside of like, I mean, he dropped the bomb. Is that why they hate him? But there's yeah. gotta be more I mean, stuff his, than that. You said historians. He gets a lot of shit for that. Yeah, I mean, I, what I know is just like the what I hear historians say. So I don't know that I have a great assessment my own on my own because I don't have a super thorough knowledge of presidential history. To be what honest. do you think? That this will be interesting. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, Federal Reserve, hmm. World War One, the surveillance state, all all begins with him. Yeah, now, Blake, yeah, yeah. Federal hmm. power, but it, we could we could have survived that as a country. Wilson is when it really started to go downhill. Nixon hmm. took us off the gold standard. That was bad. You could make the argument as uh, as unpopular as it would be in certain circles of this country, but FDR is largely responsible oh, yeah. for the bloat of the federal government too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah. you, there's a strong oh, case absolutely. to be made there. I did mention FDR. Did you? For I, a long oh, maybe day, I mis- maybe I misheard. I, I, I could go on all day about FDR. <laughs> I could go on with the Roosevelt in general, but I, again. Most of our presidents in modern history, I, I don't think we have a good one. I mean, uh, Reagan was uh, decent, but, you know, you get into the immigration stuff. Like, the best thing he did is controlled inflation, which kept us from coming to Venezuela, granted. But, again, um, two million illegal immigrants. Yeah. Hmm. He also deinstitutionalized the mentally ill, which was oh, absolutely. catastrophic yeah. for American cities. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as George H.W. Bush, you know, I, he's definitely the lesser of the Bush evils. But, you know, again... I, I would never, like, I, I have a weird thing about criticizing the dead or, like, disparaging them. But, again, I don't think a man who was CIA director, UN ambassador, vice president, and then president could necessarily have been considered a good man. Just just on that. Hmm. Uh, let ramblings. me flip it on you before we let you go. Who would you consider the best president? Oh. Um, Calvin Coolidge. You, you know, Calvin Coolidge. I'm inclined to say Jefferson. Since, you know, I... If we're talking best president, it's got to be, you know, within the first, you know, few decades of country existence. Um, modern presidents, I would say, I, I don't know, I have, a, I have a soft spot for Eisenhower. Hmm. But Calvin Coolidge was awesome. Roaring 20s, small government. He basically did nothing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 can, I can understand that argument. I, I would say he's up there. But I, I suppose I'll leave you here. So, uh, so see Thanks, you guys that's an week. interesting question. Thanks, man. Bye. Oh, he's out of here so quickly. Steven One is up next. That's why I named my dog after him, you know. Uh, Steven or Constantine? No, my dog's name is Calvin. It's named after Calvin. Oh, Calvin. it's because of Coolidge. I didn't know that. I just thought it was because it was a cute dog name. 
and he's Cal- Calvin and the Hobbs. Calvin and Hobbs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Steven's muted. Let's uh, let's let him hang out a second. Big LC, we'll pull him in. Uh, Big LC, you're good to go if you can get that mic unmuted. Grab a non-patron caller really quickly. Forgot to mention that at the top of the show, we are mixing in non-patron callers. If you're one of those, every fourth or fifth call or so. Uh, Big LC, you good to go? We have rules here. We have general rules, kind of. That that neither of us really know. Yeah. Big LC, you there? Yes, I am. (laughs) Go for it. Are you? I clearly see you probably broadcast the show on a delay, do you? Yeah, I would close yeah. your stream. Yeah. Just just oh, listen to us like on Discord. Well, I can't delay. watch your facial reactions. It's not cool. Anyway, I was going to talk about the dirty moves. Oh, sorry, the mental health patient of peace in France. God, yeah, of course. He shouted yeah. Allahu Akbar, but the motive is unknown. It's really mm-hmm. perplexing investigators. Yep. His name? Did you see his picture? Uh, I, th- I saw one mugshot, yeah. The, the one where he's not wearing a shirt? No, I didn't see that. Oh, God. He's got uh, like big man titties and like oh, pepperoni wow. nipples. I got to see this. Away from the police somehow. What does that say about the French cops? What was the first thing you said? I. You kinda... he, oh, you're saying he got away from the police. Oh, got away. He has they were looking man-tees. for him at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he get yeah. shot too? Oh uh, yeah, he oh, did. At it. least did the uh, French military or police believe they wounded him. Huh. Um. I don't. I can't find this guy's picture. I saw it on Gap. I'll send it to you. Okay. No, anyway, what, what were your thoughts on this uh, the, the terrorist attack in France? That gun control's working out well for them. <laughs> they should Paris really consider artists. banning guns over there. I know. Hmm. Might help, actually. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Don't they have more illegal guns than any other European country? I think I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure I read that. I, and actually, to be fair, I have a general understanding that guns are heavily restricted in France, but I don't know the exact nature of the law there. I just know it's... Not very easy to uh, to have and, and um, possess weapons legally in France, so I'm told. But I should be fair to the French. I don't want to. I don't want to mischaracterize the state of their law. Mm-hmm. What do you think before we give you the boot? I mean, look at those weapons they had at the Paris attacks when they were going to confront the the terrorists at their house. One of them had an RPG. That's insane. Did they have RPGs? Wow, I didn't know. Shot that. at it with them with an RPG. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, I'm sure you can't get that in the U.S. So what does that say about France? Well, I never forget the uh, the ultimate assault truck in Nice. I mean, that was I'll never oh forget How many watching. Were killed? It was just it was like eighty or ninety, and and of, of all the on scene footage I've ever watched, like I've watched ISIS videos, I've watched I don't know just general screwed up stuff on like Live Leak, like people jumping off buildings and stuff like that. Uh, the footage in the immediate aftermath of the Nice truck attack is some of the most, the most grotesque stuff I've ever seen. I've ever and I, you know, sometimes I like seek out awful footage and end up watching it for the show or for other reasons, and then it just sticks with me for the rest of my life, and I regret yeah. it terribly. Yeah. I wish I never would have seen that. Yeah, it was bad. Anyway, uh, final thought <laughs> from a big LC. Anyway. If you want it. Talk about gruesome stuff. I once saw this um, series of pictures. I think it was, it was on Fifty Fifty Reddit. And it was the aftermath of someone who had a, jumped into a bath with a toaster. Ugh, what? Three months. So, oh, my God. And wait, 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 for three months? What do you mean? She was sitting there for three months. I didn't find her for three Undiscovered. months. Undiscovered. Disgusting. Electrocuted and then rotting? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. In the bath. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. God, I know I'm going to search for that image later. <laughs> no. I got to see it, actually. I know. I was, 
save yourself. Don't do that. How is it possible okay. that nobody knew for three months? Did she not know anybody? See much background of the story. I saw a bunch of the pictures and now I threw up. That wasn't okay. Well, you know, um, toaster, bathtub, three months. No, uh, I don't know if I can find it instantly, but I'll look this up later in the interest of time. It's like the budge wire footage. I'll never forget that. If it's just a picture, I bet I can handle it. Like, video stuff is what what bugs me the most well, anyway uh, it was a series of pictures but i'll leave it there okay Go all on right. the next caller. Uh, all right, you, you have a nice night you as well thanks for calling uh let's try steven again steven you're good to go if you're ready okay um uh man i was a little disappointed in your last video matt oh no <laughs> well it's mainly because the the headline for it was it didn't follow with my preconceived notion, which mm. was about getting a real job. And I thought it was going to be directed toward those quote unquote journalists. They're not journalists they're activists that sit there all day that try to take down people that are doing better than they you are. I mean like Ben Lee or whatever the fuck. His all name the is. people combing through Twitter accounts. Yeah. yeah. Jared Holt Ugh. or Jared Holt. Yeah. I mean, uh, from the estrogen lagoon. I'm not I, even in the case of Jared Holt, though, I'm not going to tell him to get a real job. I mean, there is the problem is there is a market for this sort of thing. Yeah, I suppose. There's I don't know if job. market is the right word. There's a really rich guy willing to pay for. No, it. he does have a real job. It's licking George Soros. Yeah. balls. it's it's different. The market for a Sargon video is different than the what sustains um, Jared Holt. That 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 is a distinction that that uh, that is real. Ugh. I was hoping it was going to go down the the track that I just mentioned because the reason why Gavin McGinnis and other people are in danger of getting deplatformed and we're const- and y'all are constantly having to seek out alternative means of income is because of fuckers like that. And a while back, uh, somebody else that I listened to was suggesting to dox these journalists, you know, give them a taste of their own medicine make shame they need these people in my opinion need to be shamed or afraid to do the shit that they're doing what they're doing is is unethical i do agree we were talking about this a little bit on sunday and and i think the answer part of it i i can't endorse doxing or threats or stuff like that well they need to get a taste of their own medicine they they want to live in fear and so we need to find a way to photograph them while they're sleeping and to slip it under their pillow (laughs) the only time doxing and that sort of thing is like if if it's somebody who is already engaged in that behavior themselves gets a taste of their own medicine, I'm less sympathetic. But generally speaking, the people with Kevin Hart and this Heisman Trophy winner, they weren't doxing those guys. They were just combing through old tweets, yeah, which I still they think they deserve, you know, they deserve what's coming to them. I think we can I think we can shame people, them without They need to be punished. The yeah, I, I do agree that there should be some shame. Mm. I like you, Stephen. Stephen won. <laughs> Yeah, the first thing that came to my mind was like, uh, what did they do to? I think it was Milo that got animal, like dead animals, sent out to the front of his porch. And I was thinking, what? Yeah, yeah, he said that, that somebody put a dead animal in front of his porch after finding out where he lived. And I was like, eh, I can't do that. I'm not going to kill an animal. But <laughs> yeah, the poor animal. Drive- yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I I, um, I agree. I don't know what the answer is um, tactically, but this sort of move, the, the move to destroy a person, whether they have a moment of success in the case of Kevin Hart or the Heisman Trophy winner or whether it's just a political enemy like uh, Milo or Gavin, this move to destroy people's livelihood or, or moment of success, it needs to be shamed. This is something that we should culturally react to with disgust rather than praise. Should say you're a piece of shit trying to ruin someone else's moment. Screw you, dude. Or ruin their life, and they do it indiscriminately. Um, and to Stephen's point, they are most of these people. Uh, commonly, they are working at journalistic outlets. They're not oh, yeah. even just random people. They're employed. What was that by, article I sent you? Was it Vice or Vox? It was Vox, the one that was like deplatforming works, but works. also we should be careful because oh it my should god, be, yeah, it should you guys check this us. article out. It's like. It's talking about how deplatforming works and Milo's broke because of deplatforming efforts. And then it's like, but it can work on people on our side. And then it talks about Lamont Hill, um, how he got fired for CNN for you yeah. know, suggesting that. I don't even know what he it was. said. That he basically said a, a, a slogan that or a mantra that is commonly associated with Hamas. Well, they were like, we just need to use this. You know, we need to, to discriminate how, how we use this and how often yeah. we use it because it happened to people on our side too. It's like, wow, it's a glimmer of self-awareness from you fuckers. Yeah. Anyway, I'm with you, Steven. I don't care what happens to these people. They need to get what's coming to them. Uh, no, no other solutions other than finding out where they live, photographing them and telling them. <laughs> I, I kind of, Fine. I, I we'll have to execute some like horses that, and send them the heads. Are you know. asking me for final solutions? Is that what's happening mm. here? I do oh, have some yes, solutions. But... <laughs> <laughs> right, can, I close, can I close this call with an anti-PC quote? Of course. Sure. All right. Parents are trying to get their daughter into a school. The, the administrator says, we do require diversity, and it'd be good to have a Mexican. And the little girl says, I'm Mexican. And the father says, yes, honey, we thought you knew that. I thought we were American. We are, but... Our ancestors are from Mexico. So our ancestors are related to those people that sell fruit on the side of the road. <laughs> Yikes. All right. See you later, Steven. See you, man. Later. To be clear, everybody, Steven is Mexican. He can't say these things. He's, yeah, licensed. He's licensed. He's registered. <laughs> okay. He's a card-carrying Mexican. Yep. Let's try a quick non-patron caller. Commissar, Commissar Ferrari. Hello there. Hi. What's on your mind? Yeah, it's me one second. Find my paper here. Um, I have a question. If um, every single uh, bullshit about climate change is real, what should we do? Should we follow what the left wants us to do and um, basically cut our whole uh, economy, or should we try to find something else? Well, if the if if their version of the Let's say when you say everything they say is real, that is that if so, we're going to accept the premise that if we don't stop carbon emissions or at least curb them drastically, that we're going to have apocalyptic consequences for the earth. Yes. At that point, you have a tra you have a, a a trade off. You have a trade off between do you want economic severe economic damage or severe global damage? Um, and I guess I would be. I don't know. I guess in that scenario, I'd be more willing to bet on human ingenuity to solve the problems that may arise due to global warming than mm -hmm. to just sabotage our entire economy right now. I guess I would rather carry on and develop new technologies as we go that 
are either substitutes for the carbon emitting uh, stuff that we do now or are ways that we can adapt to live within a, a warmer world mm-hmm. rather than just fold the white flag and stop everything we're doing right now and live in basically a shithole world immediately. That is the exact answer I would give. What do you think? Hmm. I personally agree with it as well, but um, the thing is, even if we did th- those things, it, was, it would kind of uh, still touch half of the um, southern hemisphere economy as we don't hear, we don't, we can't afford the new things like you guys hmm. can. Where are you calling from, if you don't mind me asking? Um, Brazil. And the ah. guy that talked about Bolsonaro that one time. Ah, okay. That's right. Okay, cool. I couldn't place your accent. How are things going there? Uh, it's doing quite well. We found another bazooka. This time we found it in Fortaleza. Hmm. Found another what? Bazooka. What? A bazooka. A rocket launcher. Oh. Bazooka. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. I was like, should I just nod and act like I understand? Is this... Um... <laughs> that would be that. <laughs> is, uh, is the global warming stuff as big of a, a political... A piece of political dogma in Brazil as it is elsewhere? People talk about it this a lot? Mo- it is smaller than in uh, America, but everyone gives a lot of a shit about the rainforest. Ah, so how, how real of a problem is uh, the loss of rainforest in that part of the world? I'm told that it's, it's really, really bad, but I don't know. Uh, depends. We don't really know. They say it's bad. There's a, it causes drones. It causes, I don't know how to say that. It basically doesn't rain in Sao Paulo and in the middle of the country, but it causes massive rains in the south. It's weird. Mm. All right. Cool, man. Okay. Uh, any last word before I let you go? Yes, we found another tr- we, on, we found another two rocket launchers in Rio de Janeiro. Now, we found another two rocket launchers in Rio de Janeiro. Now it's my time to leave. See you. Okay. I guess I need to check out the, I don't know, the rocket launcher scene in Brazil. Maybe I'll find some. That's, <laughs> I still don't really get the reference. Why is he talking about bazookas and rocket launchers? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I thought you were have... Fair enough. All right, uh, evil zombie tell. Um, let's take this one last quick call, and then we'll take a break. Sound good? Yep. Evil zombie tell, you're good to go. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hi. So, uh, wait, can you hear me? Uh-huh. Yep. All right, fantastic. So, in the uh, the light of the whole uh, Google sense, the uh, whatever the hell they're going through. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember Nadal Hassan? Is he the Fort Hood shooter? Yeah, nothing. You know, he was shouting something in Arabic. Oh, uh, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so do a quick Google search for his name, N-I-D-A-L, and just see what Google suggests. Uh, well, I already started typing Hassan, so now i got to start over. <laughs> Nida <laughs> Lee. What is it? And it says Nida Lee build. What is that? What's what? what? N-I-D-A-L space. Nidal American Hassan psychiatrist. Democrat. That's the first thing that comes up for me. Uh, for me, it was a American psychiatrist. What? Wait, is it N A? Did I spell it wrong? Spell it one more time. N I D A L. N I D A L. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't get that at all. I get like something called needly needly ruins. Then it all Hassan's like fourth or fifth. Ah well, either way, the the suggested search is American psychiatrist, not mass murderer, falsehood shooter, traitor. None of that. Just you know, American psychiatrist. That's definitely what he was. Oh, God. Ah, well, let's check out the Wikipedia here. What does this say? Oh, it, it, it refers to the Fort Hood shooting. Let me try this. Um, well, at least Wikipedia is like an American convicted of fatally shooting 13 people. 
Yeah, least, but least. you you kind of have to like click on links. But the immediately uh, suggested search topic for uh, me was American psychiatrists. So, yeah, and that was weird. Like I wonder why ago. I get different results here because Google doesn't do that to me. Huh? Maybe Google likes you. And it's got a pretty good. <laughs> uh, it's like people also also search for Anwar Al Awlaki. Yeah, uh, Cho Sung He Cho, whatever his name, the, the, the Virginia Tech shooter. He was just crazy um, though. He wasn't Muslim. Omar Mateen. No, uh, the, the, Cho was not Islamic, obviously, but he was he was a crazy person. You know, all those Korean Muslims—they're everywhere, right? That was uh, the the notable thing about the Virginia Tech shooting too. I don't know where it stands in the ranking of shootings anymore, but he used two handguns mm-hmm. and he killed like thirty-five or forty people. Yeah. No, thirty-two people. Yeah. It says here wounded seventeen more. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all he had was like a Glock or a Walther or something like that. He had a Glock they 19 so and a Walther P22. He had a P22 and he killed that many <laughs> he people? He must have been a really good shot. Holy yeah. shit. I actually didn't even know that. I'm looking at that up now. Wow. Yeah, That's really bad advertising for SIG and Glock. I guess, but my God. I didn't, Anyway. Oh my God! You guys have been a barrel of laughs today. It just it just goes to show that like you could ban everything all the way down to the twenty two handguns, and, and you still, still have shows yeah. going in and killing tons of people. Yep. I mean that's what happens when you use assault pistols. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Last any word final if you want thoughts? it. Uh, man, honestly, that was just worth a call and just to point that out that this Google shit is. <laughs> So much worse than we could have imagined. Oh, yeah. I know it's kind of tinfoil hatty, but... uh, Nope, no, it's it's not. not. Well, Google is, of course, on uh, Capitol Hill this week, too. And uh, the clip of Alex Jones going after Sundar Pichai, whatever his face is. so funny. It's hilarious. I know. I know it's cringy, but I just... It just endears... I love... It's always fun to watch. (laughs) All right. Bye. All right, thanks, man. Have a good night. Hop into uh, Super Chat and Streamlabs if you're ready. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, okay. I got um, one over on uh, uh, over on Streamlabs from Judski who says, "Call subscribe star patrons the SS." That's uh, that's all right. That's better than what we had. Yeah. Subscribe star supporters is too long, as you said before. We went live. Stars is just gay. Subscribers is a YouTube thing already. Mm-hmm. The SS. It fits like the it. show. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Sure Judski Judski wins. Today, my mom was like, I don't like it when people call you Blonde Fear. I was like, really? Because I really like it. <laughs> and they, actually, they don't say that that much. That's not that frequently referenced. So I told her. I did mm. show her that artwork where we're Nazis, though, and it horrified her. Mm. <laughs> it was one of our alternative realities. Oh, yeah. Um, this is from MJ. MJ, let the trannies win. Then real women will be defined by their ability to create children. Mission accomplished. We always go back to gender norms, no matter what mm. happens. It's it's going to come full circle. And that it was seems a big like donation. We're s- How much further on that pendulum you think we can go into like blurring and distorting gender roles? Uh, it seems I don't like know. we're about there. Ask Miss Universe with a dong. Yeah. Oh no, that's she's post op, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Raggle uh, Supposedly, who knows? What what? Supposedly, uh, reportedly, who knows? Um, Raggle Fraggle, that was me that complained about the intro, Matt. Thanks for the condolences from everyone. The family is very <laughs> incredibly appreciative. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, condolences about the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think there might have been more, too. I think several people complained about the intro. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, look, call-in show intro has not been on my list of priorities, uh, priorities to do for the last year or so, but it's probably about time. I think the last time we talked about it, it was like, 
you know, in the intro, it says from Hillary to Harambe, there are no limits. And it has a nice alliteration. So that's the thing is I need something that's relevant or more longstanding that is also alliteration. Yeah. Find me two things. Maybe we shouldn't do something political because. Because it's out of the news quickly. Yeah. Hillary and Hillary's still relevant. Harambe less so, but. But he lives on in our hearts. Um, Mm -hmm. Michael Brumlow, always appreciative uh, of that thoughtful discussion. Thank you, sir. Well, thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Miles Kinslow. Hey, guys, not much to say, but thanks. And fuck Patreon with an iron stick. Yeah, we are just bleeding out <laughs> personal well, thank, I want to talk about this more on Sunday too cuz the and I was I heard Sticks talking about this. Granted, both of us are way way down on Patreon, but Subscribestar, most people are actually going over to alternatives. Yeah, so definitely. the loss for us is pretty minimal. Yeah. Patreon's feeling the heat. And actually Patreon reached out to me with that email. And they're like, hey, we know you lost a lot of subscri- or patrons because of the Sargon banning. Would you like to talk about it? And I said, yes, I would. In fact, I invite anyone from Patreon to do a stream with me and talk not only to me, but to the supporters of my channel. That'd be great. Uh, ghosted. Patreon ghosted me after reaching out to me unsolicited. They must have read the exit surveys. My exit survey, it's like a bunch of my patrons leaving. Every comment is like, fuck this. Sargon. Patreon's incompetent. Jack Conn yeah. is a pussy. Um, Jack Conti has yet to say anything about this as far as I've seen. I think he's just going to pretend like this is a non-issue. Yeah. He's just going to let it slide. Yeah, totally. Okay, good strategy, dude. Um, Wolfcat Wildcat uh, for the no good money grabbers. Thank you. Well, thanks. Michael Brumlow again. My wife will kill me for this if she knew it was for a single chat. It is a big donation too. Oh. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> well, thanks. And um, well, Appreciate Michael's wife not paying attention. <laughs> this is Steel Rain. What are your first impressions of using Subscribestar? Um, I hate using new social media platforms because everything feels weird. I mean, you get used to it after a few weeks and everything. But I don't know. It feels fine at this point, but I am kind of worried that we're going to have a maker support situation on our hands. I have no reason to actually think that. I haven't heard anything about Subscribestar, yeah. but you know, just moving to a platform that doesn't have a lot of reputation behind it is a little scary. The website itself seems totally functional to me. There are a few quirks that lightly annoy me, but you know, you can deal. The ultimate answer is going to come in a couple weeks' time when it's time to actually get money out of their system. And that will be the moment of truth because the real answer is we just don't know. I mean, it <laughs> that's what will suck is if this thing folds for some reason or doesn't function right. Uh, and, and if that happens, like I, I will definitely be telling our subscribes to our supporters and just, you know, the stream generally, if it doesn't work as advertised, then yeah. people shouldn't be putting money into it. Sorry. So subscribe has got a huge opportunity. They better not blow it. Cause you know, the, and, and I want to be clear cause you know, people have been sending me, Worries about Subscribestar, saying Subscribestar might not be all as you, you think it is or it's cracked up to be. I'm not pretending that this is some perfect platform. The only thing I know is that it is a Patreon alternative. Right, right, right. And yeah. I know that there's a lot of people using it, but it could have any number of problems. So I don't want to give people promises that this is the savior. We just know that it isn't Patreon. And for a lot of people, that's good enough. Honestly, myself included, I've moved support for channels I like over to Subscribestar Mm -hmm. because I want to give as little money to Jack Conti as possible. Ideally, zero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is Shauna Thornton Blonde. I just finished reading Emma by Jane Austen, and the main character ended up with the only man in her life that didn't suck her ass. Yeah, that's Hmm. true. Um, And... 
Mr. Knightley, although Jane Austen did die a penniless, childless old woman, um, Mr. Knightley was also kind of paternal. He used to watch Emma when she was a young child. He was 16 years older than her. So more or less. I, I used to be an ass sucker when I was younger. I'll confess to that. <laughs> you, you heard it here. But that's actually but, where we got the, the show titled Beauty and the Beta because Matt has a rich history of sucking women's asses. Uh, well, among other things. But um, but yeah, I've, as, I've, as I've commented before, the thirstier, like the more you try to pedestalize women, the worse off it works. Yeah. And I'm not saying disrespect women. I've never been disrespectful or but being used aloof, women. That is the way. Being aloof and being authoritative. Yeah. Like, listen, here's the deal. You in or out. That kind of stuff is uh, is the strategy you want to go yep. with. Yep. Uh, that's true. Uh, Lil Wang says, I agree. Silent Cal was the best president. Here, here, Lil hmm. Wang. I like you. Maggie Ella says, looking sweet as always, blonde. Random, I've noticed more and more race-based discussion with regard to immigration and IQ. Is it just hmm. me not sure what to make of it? Thoughts? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's just becoming more mainstream. I feel like people have been talking about it for a long time, but it's just less taboo now. I suppose. And I don't see any reason why the facts of... I don't see any reason why that topic should necessarily be taboo i think where people get right. into controversy is trying to explain why yeah why do we see these differences uh, it's evolutionary but, adaptation i think that's that's fairly obvious but what i don't understand about it is like is it inherently less racist to say that people are disenfranchised because of oppression than it is to say that it's because of something that's out of everybody's yeah. and the thing that gets people bothered about immigration too is at some level immigration I don't know. It's not that it, it necessitates group judgment, but it's it's very difficult to do it entirely individual based too. Like I want to I want to judge every potential immigrant individually as much as we possibly can, but that's also very time consuming. Like at some point, group group assessment does become necessary in terms of assessing risk, in terms of assessing potential value to the country, all that sort of stuff. So it gets controversial from that that point of view too. Well, yeah, if you had to individually assess every tiny part of your life, you'd never be able to make any decisions. Yeah, yeah. Like we would have endless bureaucracy if, yeah. if you want to handle everything that way. Um, Ian O'Byrne, y'all need to read the Pitchfork article about uh, Pomplum Moose tour from 2014, Ritz Jack Conti for his bad spending habits. Hmm, Hello from interesting. the future in Japan. I saw that you emailed that to me. Um, I oh yeah, I see it in my inbox too, so I'll have to check it out. Uh, Big LC, got a fake news. My super chat from last week, they were throwing manure at Macron's office, not pouring it in his office. Still oh. France has some shit to clean up. Also, I need to fake news myself from last week. I said that Marine Le Pen didn't have children. She does. She has three oh. children. I didn't know that. You are fake news. On Very fake news. That was a big fuck up. Um, Jim Nugent, a big donation, a little something for all the great content. Sunday's show was epic. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Well, I was thanks. really proud of Sunday's show, actually. Yeah, I, I said to Blonde afterward, it's like, uh, I, I was, I mean, I was so pissed off all day Sunday because of all this super, ch the, all the Patreon bullshit. And um and just uh, very, I can't, I finished the day very tired, but just very humbled and very encouraged by how the whole thing developed. So I know he even yeah. got all soft and was like, man, our subscribers are so great to us. <laughs> we really built something here. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's true. Go kill yourself. Um, this is from Ovid. This is the last one. And then we'll swoop back. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, oh, I wasn't paying attention and missed calling in. I'll catch you guys next week. P.S. Moving from sure. patron to subscribe star. Sure. Hashtag Thanks for sticking down. with us. Thank you, Ovid. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, okay. Let's um, let's hop back in. I know a fat guy. One of my favorite Discord names. I know a fat guy. You're good to go. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, just a little couple notes. First, uh, when it comes to worst presidents, most uh, historians think Martin Van Buren and James Buchanan are the worst because they kind of brought on the Civil War. Uh, okay. Woodrow Wilson also credit him with the income tax. And for greatest president, George Washington, because he walked away after two terms. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, that's not really what I wanted to bring. Uh, if you heard, there was a report that Donald Trump in the White House said he didn't care about the debt or deficit because those don't blow up and become a problem until after 2024. Hmm. I did not hear that. What, uh, what was the it's, context? It's, it's a report. He was given, like, he needs to do something about the debt and deficit, and he said, I don't care because it's not a problem until after my second term. Gotcha. But, what I wanted to, but what I wanted to ask you about is that Congress has to pass a continuing resolution by the 19th in order to keep the government running. Yeah. Now, what I, what I think they need to do, just for entertainment value, is to run it, is to have the next resolution run out in February. That way, the first, uh, first job of the new House with AOC and all those new Democrats is they have to pass a resolution. Otherwise, the government will shut down and all those House investigations would, into Trump would have to stop or be on, put on hold. Interesting. That's smart political That's smart, strategizing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, most conservatives that I don't, don't get really give a shit about the government shutting down. It's why does everybody think this is such a big deal? Like I no. barely the remember only, when it happened last year. The only thing that pissed me off is like they they shut down national parks, which um, no, no, matters. That, that, that's a that's a choice of the administration. The yeah, yeah. Like Obama did that. Yeah, Obama did that. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. So if that like, I, and honestly, it's the winter here, so it matters less. But if they did that shit in the summer, I'd be mad. Yeah, but I think it would just be great. A great. Uh, funny, comical stuff. If all the they'd say like, "Hey, Trump's just trying to keep the uh, investigation." <laughs> no, they should oh, do so- that. That'd be funny. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And I know one thing we want to talk about on Sunday too is just that back and forth between Pelosi and Schumer and Trump. What a disaster! And- she clearly has dementia. What was she talking about with like the skunk tinkle? Yeah, like, yeah you-, you sound like my drunk grandmother. Awesome. Yeah, when you when you mess with a tinkly skunk you might get tinkle might get on tinkle you or something like that like, yeah it's you have parkinson's and dementia <laughs> and aids maybe who knows <laughs> anyway you have any final thoughts before we give you the boot yeah two quick ones first uh just to explain to matt the reason everyone's economy because there's so much debt just sovereign debt private debt corporate debt and because mm-hmm. if your debt is now someone else's income so one domino one domino one domino that's why mm-hmm. every reasonable economist is really concerned because every mm-hmm. all the debt is growing Blonde, if you want to laugh, check out one of the Twitter threads about the Sesame Street character that's going to be homeless. What? Is this real? (laughs) Yes. Is it to teach the kids that homelessness is A-OK or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. But everyone in the the section is just going like, oh, yeah, uh, Oscar's been living in a can for 40 years, and you're just going to crap on him. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Do they, like, give each other blowies in the alley and share noodles and stuff? (laughs) I don't know, but go look it up. It's a a hoot. He'll teach, he'll teach the kids about the safe injection sites. That's what he'll do. <laughs> yeah. It's not Seattle he lives in. It's just- next, next time you call in, tell me who the fat guy you know is. I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, who is the fat guy? Yeah. Oh, I, I could go into a whole story about a lot. I want, I want to hear that story sometime. Okay. All, All right. right. See you later. See you. Okay. Uh, e is for energy. Dragon energy, to be specific. 
Hey. hey. How What's are you on guys? your mind? I at? came here to call you out. Oh. Uh-oh. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, I But I don't know if this is a hypocrisy that you guys personally have, but it's a hmm. hypocrisy that I've noticed. So I want to hmm. get your opinion. Um, You know how conservatives were always like, no more Nike because Kaepernick, no more uh, Starbucks because uh, diversity training and all this stuff. Yeah, I hate both those companies. Yeah, <laughs> I legit right. avoid them both. Exactly. Yeah. But so, but everyone still stands for Apple all the time, including yeah, I know. Rush I, Limbaugh. I legit was editing my Tim Cook video on my Mac and I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like this is something that I've always been aware of because my dad, this is his one bone to pick with Rush Limbaugh since the inception of Apple. He's like, I don't understand why Rush stands for Apple so much. And even still, yeah, because he's usually promoting it, right? And like giving away their products and that sort of thing. Yeah. Hmm. And I know it's it's definitely a hypocrisy. I think about it all the time. Um, (laughs) But I'm just, I'm kind of locked into Apple products right now. That's what all everyone always says. All my friends, they're like, but iMessage and the Apple ecosystem. My Final Cut like, Pro. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's that's how I edit my videos. It really man. is Final Cut Pro. That's that's what I don't happening. want to learn new video editing <laughs> software. I don't want to learn new video editing software. That yeah. is a pain. I will give you that. But I was on Creative Cloud since the beginning. So Damn I'm it. Crazy. I should have done that. <laughs> and I was on Android since the beginning too. So now I'm like, hmm. screw you all, you Apple fanboys. No, I mean you're totally right. This is a hypocrisy I ga- I engage in. I'm fully aware of it, and I do nothing about it. So yeah, I'm sorry. well, and I have that hypocrisy too with Google, but it's so hard to not use. Like you can't not use Google products. I use DuckDuckGo, but then I I use YouTube, and I have a Gmail account. So yeah, right. yeah. I mean, yeah. That's at this it, point in time, I'm trying to reduce my dependence on these companies that's the best i can do yeah well and and we do have the kind of monopoly situation that has been created in tech and we are not really sure what to do about it yeah Mm. definitely anyway i just wanted to call out rush limbaugh (laughs) sure (laughs) i mean i don't know it is i'll have to think about it too it's like what why why do i oppose some and not others or why do i scrap some and not others yeah right because you don't like starbucks so it doesn't matter (laughs) no well i mean i i I would go there occasionally i'm not like the biggest starbucks fan but if i need quick breakfast or something maybe yeah but uh the one thing i'm worried about too is like where do i if i go down that rabbit hole of just writing off any company that's ever done anything i disagree with also, I'll quickly become very <laughs> exhausted and annoying yeah. to be around, and yeah. and just well, Amazon is another one. I mean, yeah. you just kind of do a cost benefit analysis between yeah, convenience yeah. and your ethics. And yeah. you know, I hate Bezos's face, but I use Amazon all the time. If I look at my Amazon order, Amazon is sweet. Shaking. I can't deny it. Amazon's Amazon's yeah. fantastic. Like as far as how the company works. Oh, I can get these Amazon. new tongs delivered by yeah. later today, and they cost twelve dollars. <laughs> I just can't yeah. resist. Yeah, right. it's true. I did buy two pairs of Nike shoes over Black Friday. So oh, my God. Really. <laughs> Get out of here, you hypocrite. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Okay, right. my final thought is, um, oh, I just wanted to say I didn't bail on patronizing you guys. Uh, my credit card company did fraud prevention. And- <laughs> yeah, that happens I'll a lot over- on Patreon, actually. I'll go yeah. over to Subscribestar now. Oh, thank you. Sure. sure. <laughs> Whatever you want to do is fine with us. Thanks for supporting the show. All right. Good. Have a good night. She's totally right. Um, let's get one more patron call and then we'll mix in one or two non-patrons. Ad- Admin Voss, you're good to go. 
Howdy, how are you guys doing tonight? Hi. Quite alright. Okay, you guys kept up with the whole YouTube rewind debacle? Yeah. I, oh, just yeah. I just checked before we went live because I thought, did it overtake Baby? I think it might have, but it correct me if I'm wrong, is Baby getting a surge itself now? Like, people want it to stay ahead? Um, I'm, I think someone just posted a picture. It, it looks to be that uh, it's only about 30 million down, so I'm not sure. I I don't really like to count music videos, but hmm. since we're we're being technical, I think it'll probably overtake it. I already dis disliked baby. I don't know why I had well, to undislike it. We got to win this race. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every vote counts, yeah. One of the people who appeared in the rewind video, one of the only people I could recognize and actively watch, Marquez Brownlee put up a video today about his part in it, how videos were rather how his part in the video was shot and how it wasn't really meant to be put in that way it was actually really interesting how he looked at previous youtube rewinds that were pretty innocuous and how they turned into this cringe worthy montage hmm. obviously he's he's not someone who's trying to get scrutiny by youtube so he doesn't go into the political things but more or less it was a lot more chill back in the day and now it's just a, it's a shit fest and you can see other YouTubers who were in the rewind damage controlling in the comment section. Oh, yeah. Like Casey Neistat just an hour ago was like, yeah, uh, the whole K-pop thing wasn't really meant to be that cringy. But uh, they, can. they you... get a huge check. Who gives a shit? Why were they trying to defend yeah. it? I'm like, all you people hate me, but I'm a millionaire. Screw all you people. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. At the More end of the day, are... Casey Neistat still has to look like Casey Neistat. He still has to look at that foot in the mirror. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker and Casey Neistat, foot personified, foot personified. <laughs> yeah, it was just so cringy. I don't know. When I look back at previous YouTube rewinds, it's like they had more of a connection with their audience. Like, where's PewDiePie? I don't want to watch a, a rewind without PewDiePie. It seems pretty ridiculous not to have him in there. Yeah, like notable absence. He is the biggest channel on YouTube, right? He's a Nazi, though. And where the fuck is know. Jenna is, is he the biggest channel? Is it, isn't it a race between him and T-Series or whatever it is? Ooh, uh -huh. I don't even know how that is. That's it's, the person he's racing. Or the channel he's racing. It's a whole Bollywood megacorp in India. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. really... I don't know. I don't know, know why they're so, they have such a giant following, but a lot of people in India, I guess. I guess. And <laughs> other people who are white knight subscribing to T-Series, even though they don't care for Bollywood, the whole idea there is, oh, you don't want brown people to be number one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right uh final thought if you want it before we let you go i hope that more youtubers come out and shit on their own project and involvement we'll see how that goes okay. yeah me too all right all thank right. you man see you later. night guys can't believe we didn't get in youtube rewind <laughs> we got we got the shaft man uh just to give people a quick update if you are following the great uh, saga of the most disliked YouTube video of all time. YouTube Rewind 2018 currently sitting at 9.5 million down. Justin Bieber Baby is right now at 9. Point, come on, hurry up and load. 9.8 million down. Ah. So about 300,000 behind. But given the speed at which YouTube Rewind has ascended to the ranks of the most disliked, that could happen you know, by this weekend for sure. Let's try, uh, let's get a non-patron caller here. Tales from the Intellectual Dark Web. Hello. Muted. 
Let him hang out for a second. Let's try Kurt. It's a nice name. Kurt, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't, the lag was getting to me. I, I was wondering, um, what is your opinion on the brain drain uh, damage to Native nations when contrasted with the STEM deficit and the impact it has on American development and agricultural investment? And how would you, uh, or uh, innovation, and how would you solve it? One more time. Whoa, yeah, we'll have to. Sorry, I do debate. I'm kind of used to talking fast. Sure. Um, what is your opinion on the brain drain damage to Native nations uh, when contracted or when contrasted with st the STEM deficit and its impact it has on American development and agricultural investment? So when you say STEM deficit, what does that mean? What's the deficit? America is lacking 300,000 people to fill STEM jobs, which aren't mm -hmm. being filled, and we're getting more and more um, STEM job openings, and we're actually being able to train STEM workers. Okay. So, so are you we'll just, asking us if, if we do a cost-benefit analysis of it, if it's worth it on a global scale for nations to experience drain, brain drain so that we can fill our STEM deficit? Is that basically the question? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Once again, I think the answer to all of these brain drain-related questions and our educational deficiencies or do, are, do reside in educational deficiencies. Like, why can't we just have educational systems where we're, where we're creating enough people not creating enough people. We're educating enough people that they can fill fill this stem. Because we got to have the patriarchy guard at the stem door. Yeah, really. I mean, so. I just don't see. You know, we're a country of three hundred thirty million people. Why why can't we fill this ourselves? Is there? Do we know why these aren't being filled? It's just because people aren't choosing to study and become qualified in STEM at adequate rates. So I guess either then the the problem is or the the solution is either you need to incentivize Americans to start doing that or you need to import people with that sort of qualification i i would wonder why americans are not necessarily incentivized by the higher income and all that sort of thing that goes right. along with right and being i also STEM need qualified. more evidence that a stem deficit exists like i am not super convinced. oh i have i have my citations pulled up right here let me just pull them up go for it um sorry I might have pulled up my wrong packet um so, do, 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 inherency plan, solvency. Sorry about that. But what I was going to say on another point is the reason why the STEM deficit exists in the U.S. is because jobs are opening up faster than the uh, than people are able to actually fill those positions. Mm -hmm. Then um, why can't we educate on a larger scale? We don't have a population uh, issue here. We don't have an incentive we, problem because people in STEM fields tend to have very high incomes. So we're just not educating people at a fast enough rate. That seems like a very solvable problem that we sh shouldn't be reduced to bringing in people from other countries. Do you know how long the STEM deficit has been in existence? That would be a question for me. If it's something that's relatively short-term and new, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, right then, uh, then, we, then I'd be more faithful that it, oh, you know, the incentives would exist for Americans to fill those spots. Right, um, STEM jobs are going faster than ever, but there is no students to fill them uh, by Horn or Jockheim, founder of SAM Labs. Uh, where STEM education will be in five years. He says that in 2015, there will be nearly 8.6 million STEM jobs in the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, and the STEM gro job growth in the past 10 years has been three times that of any other field. Um, but it's projected that we'll only have 2.4 million STEM jobs to or STEM uh, jobs that are unfilled. Does this so, have something to do with demanding that 50% of STEM students are women and incentivizing women to come to these programs over men? Is that is that is there a reason that, that we have an educational bottleneck? Is that why? Uh, it's been claimed by people who argue that the brain drain issue isn't major, 
But the issue with that is the data just doesn't point to that is even if you were to remove the bottleneck and accept all applicants, the judging by rates of graduation, it just wouldn't occur. So the answer to this is to educate more men and convince them to go into STEM and to stop wasting their positions on women. Yeah. I mean, what I was just saying is that that doesn't really that that's been proven to not really be an accurate representation of how the STEM sector works. I mean, there uh, aren't that many women in STEM still. There aren't that many Actually, women in STEM still, but if you were to accept all men that are applicants right now and applying current graduation rates, you still wouldn't be able to fill that gap. Uh, and that's not even realistic. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of chuckle, but I would be interested in seeing that, that sort of dropout rate that exists. Let's say women getting these types of degrees. Um, and then, you know, how long do they last in careers? How long do they stick with it? Do the, what's the rate at which they sort of abandon that path after after the after they've completed their degrees and qualifications and all that. I'd be curious yeah. to know. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to give you the boot. You have any fi final thoughts, Mr. Debater, Mr. Master Debater? Um, not really. Uh, I'd like to say that I'm a big fan of your guys' channel, even if I don't agree with all your guys' positions. I just like your guys' channels. Thank Thanks you. for having me on. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. Let's, uh, should we take one more before we take a break? I can sure. try to get, Tails just dipped. I'll give him a quick word before we um take super chat i see his mic lighting up though i can't hear him so hello oh there you go go for it hey guys how are y'all doing hi we're all right hi uh so i just well i wanted to start off with an aside um i don't know do y'all watch the glenn beck's like blaze stuff that is absolutely CRTV not related okay. <laughs> no uh, <laughs> actually the only time i listened to glenn beck was he used to be on the local talk radio station that i would hear in the car sometimes i, I drive into to town on, on Talk radio, yeah. But uh, they they took him out for Mark Levin like a couple months ago, so I never hear Glenn Beck anymore. And honestly, I'm not a huge Glenn Beck. I'm not. I don't hate him. It's not as though like to me, if I was a CRTV subscriber and Glenn Beck came onto it, it wouldn't be enough for me to bail. But I understand why people don't like him. Gotcha. Well, no, I mean I've started to warm up to him ever since he's kind of freed up some of his content on YouTube and like mm -hmm. made it accessible. Uh, the reason why I bring it up is I think on today's the news and why it matters. They were talking about this uh, nine-year-old girl in Alabama. She had befriended uh, this boy of another race, and she was getting oh, really bullied. Oh yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah so she was black. He was white. Most of the other students were black, and then she killed herself because of. Because everybody may find. Is it wrong that I'm immediately skeptical of claims of kids this young killing themselves? The same with that mom and that gay kid. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, it seems. But like the way the media reported this was that, like in Trump's America, a bunch of white kids convinced a little black girl to convince herself, which what? is I th not I th what happened. Yeah, I thought it was that her black friends were. Yeah. Ridiculous. They just her. were able to spin it somehow. Oh. Is that what you were yeah. going to talk about? I'm sorry. We just took over. No. I, well, I was just going to say it would be cool if Matt did his little treatment on it just to get a little more, if it is true, a little more spotlight on it. Yeah. yeah that's the trouble. And this is the reason the, the, I can take a look at it. This is the same reason I hesitated on that case out of Colorado where there was a, a, a allegedly gay, like eight or nine year old who killed himself reportedly. And the mom said it was because of bullying at school, even though. There was no even though they lived bullying. in Denver and all they want in but, Denver is for your kids to be gay. I just I, like yeah, that I have strong suspicions about that case on a surface level. I have some questions about this one. But the other the reality of it is too like not that anything is above scrutiny. Even a child's suicide is not above scrutiny. But just optically speaking, if you go too hard on something like that and you make you know, you just you make claims that aren't 
that turn out not to be true or you're a little too aggressive with it, it's it's a bad look. So I I don't know that that's a just reason not to go after things like Are this. Are you it's telling me just... you don't want to ruin your brand with your skepticism about a child suicide? <laughs> I'm just saying I don't I don't want to ruin my brand with a kid's suicide. Like, with saying that kid is a faker piece of shit, and then it turns out to be <laughs> true. You know? I mean, it's... um. I don't know. Maybe you can revisit it in a couple of weeks when a little more information comes out. Yeah, that's the thing. uh, But that was the interesting thing about the Colorado case is it just like disappeared from the news. I am fairly certain that that was some kind of Munchausen. I I like when I read that at the time, I was like, full tinfoil. Mom killed that kid. Dude, I swear to God. And then the way she was all over social media, like soliciting um, sympathy and like promoting LGBT stuff right after this, like yeah. it seemed like there was an ulterior motive. To be honest, it's it seemed like some weird sick stuff. Oh, right. well, the actual thing that I did want to talk about it was more directed towards blonde. Um, I was well, she was saying that she didn't like Jordan Peterson, and I was wondering if she could like quickly summarize or give the strongest reason why she didn't like him. Because I kind of want to tie it into what the last person said. Yeah, I mean, my the criticisms that I get uh, about disliking Jordan Peterson are people are like, well, he just did one thing and then you turned on him. I mean, as in terms of like net benefit, he's done a lot of good things, especially for young, single, listless white men. And for that, I thank him. But I don't trust him because he kicked Faith Goldie off of a free speech panel for being too far right. Um, I think his all meat thing is weird. His tweet on Kavanaugh was upsetting and i just think that at the end of the day uh he's not really a proponent of individualism and standing your ground if he's going to take some of these stances except for the all meat thing that's totally unrelated to all of this i suppose with the and, faith, oh, sorry, sorry go ahead go for it no i was just gonna say with the faith thing i feel like sometimes i've heard you and matt arguing about the pragmatic implications of things or like when you should stick to your principles and when you just kind of have to do what will keep you surviving till like the next day, the next week, the next month. Yeah. And I wonder if there was an element of that, like even if he felt, and he also had to negotiate with three other people. So they the reason I don't like that in that context though, is you're deplatforming a person and like a person the that they previously agreed to host free speech mm-hmm. panel just yeah. really highlighted the hypocrisy. It's like, it's not mm-hmm. really a free speech panel. If you think that one person is too divisive and then he pulled this too divisive shit with Kavanaugh too. And it just made yeah. me think like, and I- you're, you're somebody that has been totally railed by leftist media. You've been misrepresented. And then you're going to come out and say that these pretty benign people are just too divisive. They need to step down. They need to allow themselves to be deplatformed. They need to be pushed nope. aside and allow it to happen. It's like that it stands against everything that I know about you. And, you know, it's kind of like the Slayer Heroes thing. Like, I just can't. I just can't get on board with him anymore. People like to build somebody up and tear them down. And I, that, no, there's, no, there's... but I, I built him up and I really, truly admired him in like the way you would a deity. And I see that a lot with people in Jordan Peterson yeah. because he helps them get their lives together. And I had done that with him. So when he fell from grace, it was like particularly hurtful. I felt like personally yeah. hurt. That I think he fell from like God status to grace, you know, like, yeah, like he's still doing just fine. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not yeah, kind of the only trouble. person I can put on that level is ankle. Hmm. Well, with the faith Goldie thing, I would just say like there were three other people and I don't, I think they kind of all had to, I think it was like a democratic thing. So it could have been everybody except him said like, she shouldn't be there. And he just had could to be. kind of, yeah, then they're all that. shit. 
They're, they're all yeah. shitty. That's well, I mean, <laughs> I, she, this it, is one it, reason why Blonde and I almost never associate with people too is because like I don't want to be forced to defend someone else's nonsense. But I, I can understand how how a situation like that would arise. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard Semi recently, she's more like white nationalist. So I could see how that would be problematic to at least half the people. that. No, nope, that that's group. not a good enough reason to kick somebody off of a free speech panel. No, I'm not yeah. saying it is, but I could see why those people would just be like, I don't want to. I'm like for them specifically. Yeah, and then for I mean, Kavanaugh, that's, I think that's character failings of all of the people that decided to kick her and off. Wasn't, and wasn't Peterson himself recently accused of being a white nationalist, wasn't that? He's, he's constantly well, accused he's of always, being a white nationalist. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to uh, wrap it up there. But thanks for calling, man. All right, thank y'all. Y'all have a good night. Bye. Good calls tonight. Yeah. Uh, Deadeye Guy's up next. We just got a couple more patron callers, then we should have a little block of time for some non-patron callers as well. Okay, we, we do have a ton of questions. So yeah, so we'll we're gonna end calls at bottom of the hour at eight thirty, and then we'll take email questions and close out with super chat and streamlabs. Dead Eye Guy is good to go. Dead Eye Guy. Hey, what's going on, man? What's on your mind? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, kind of speaking to the last, uh, I don't know, dude or two dudes ago about the whole uh, CRTV getting taken over. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about it on Sunday it. and Gavin getting fired and oh my god, Gavin being let go. However, it worked out. Yeah, I immediately can't. I mean, I was basically only on that to support uh, Crowder over there, and even yeah. he, I don't really agree with one hundred percent. Has Crowder like, said anything about this? I, I haven't seen anything. I thought I read somewhere that he's actually got health problems right now. Like he's got some some. He does. Problems. I know that, but but I don't know if he's you know issued any kind of statement or tweet or anything like that. I'm not sure if, if he's uh, legally able to, because uh, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, Glenn Beck pretty much just bought them. So uh, he's yeah, like, that's, that's what, what it sounds, sounds like. like. So I uh, I unsubscribe to that shit show. One thing we didn't we didn't know on Sunday is how insanely rich Glenn Beck is. I was listening yeah. to Sticks talk about this, and he said net worth of like a quarter billion dollars, and I thought, no way. And I looked yeah, it at up first and, I thought he said a quarter million. I'm like, that's not that rich. Yeah, Glenn Beck is insanely rich, <laughs> so I guess he must have. That explains why we couldn't really wrap our heads around this transaction. Why anyone? This would, stinks uh, to me of financial issues with the Blaze and CRTV, and I I suspect, although I have no evidence of this, that the merger is somehow to mask a dual financial issues. Well, I think he made a shitload of money back in his heyday off the evangelicals of the U.S. because mm-hmm. they latched on him hard for like what two years. So, I mean, he could sell them his own feces and they'd fucking buy it. Apparently, so it doesn't surprise me that he's I, got all that money. I couldn't believe, I, I, I still can't believe his net worth. It makes no sense. Yeah. When I subscribed, thankfully, the re-up for the year was in January. So it was like perfect. And then I was mm-hmm. asking, oh, why? And I just put Glenn Beck as cancer. <laughs> you and everybody else. My mom called to cancel and she was so pissed off. But she because of Gavin or what? Or just because of Glenn Beck? Because of Glenn Beck, yeah. Hmm. Everybody yeah, hates Glenn bad. Beck. Um, I mean, I, his interview with Ruben was pretty good. I, I sometimes listen to him on conservative talk radio. I'm like, you're not that kooky. He but, was on um, uh, Ben's Sunday show too. Although I didn't, I don't think I heard that one, but I did listen to the Ruben one. I yeah. can't do the kooky. I can't do the kooky religious stuff. I, I can't, I've got a very low tolerance for anything that's. I don't know. Like Maybe I shouldn't hmm. shit on CRTV because I love roaming so much. But no. no, well, I think you can have some. I think you can have some criticism of the way this is organized and executed without implicating the voices. There's a lot of people, as I was saying on Sunday, a lot of people over there, pretty much all of them, to be honest, are people that I admire and people that I think are doing a good job, you know? Yeah, it's no reflection on the content creators for CRTV. Yeah. I just find the whole paywall structured. That's a a shame. You're now either owned by Glenn Beck or you try to go back to YouTube and deal with those. 
Yeah, I mean, and I and I, t I talked to him on paywalls, but like, what is somebody like Gavin supposed to do now? So maybe I'm wrong about that. And they deleted his channel. I know. Jesus. Poor Gavin. We should have like him it's on. Stand. I need to stand up. Anytime. Help me get my start. Yeah, I've um, I've I I had some email contact with his producer a little while ago, but it kind of fizzled out. There is no so. Gavin. He has one unpersoned. We do not I speak. Know. No, man. I mean, he helped me out when I was when I didn't even have a channel. And so I feel like now is the time that we probably let's get him on this week. Yeah, he'll make a comeback. He's made like that or Sargon. We have to try back. again. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. Anyway, I'll bounce off quick. quick uh, I need your thoughts on the DeFilippo firing. Uh, I'm 100 percent in favor. I support. So am I. I yeah. did it. I did an Irish jig. Yeah. As soon as I saw so, the news come down. Blonde's giving me that look. But yeah, I'm glad we're in agreement then. All right, so hopefully you do better against Miami. Get you yeah, we'll see. Thanks, man. Der Hund, uh, this is a, one of those German names again. Der Hund Kaiser. I'm going to go with that. I got a hateful email about how we can't pronounce anything. What is, I don't speak these languages. What do you yeah. want from me? <laughs> well, if it helps, I'm actually only American, only English, no oh. German. Well, presumably you know a thing or two about the German language or culture or something. Sorry, you broke up? No thing or two about you have, Presumably you know a thing or two about like the German language or culture or stuff like that. No, it's actually just a video game joke. Horrible things done on uh, Daisy years ago. Oh, okay. So that's the <laughs> reference. Yes. Um, so I actually, I've been listening to you guys for a very long time, but uh, I, I work uh, nights, so I've never gotten a chance to actually do a call-in. Well, thanks for calling in. Yeah, um, and funny, it, it, like basically the same day that I go do Patreon, I go, oh <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, so, we, we, were, we did have a few people sign up and some of the thank you videos we're making for people is like, well, <laughs> Patreon's down <laughs> hundreds of dollars, but uh, yeah. you know. Thank you for signing up today. <laughs> so yeah, well, I mean, the fact funny. that they wrote you an email leads me to believe that you're not on the chopping block. Funny. Uh, oh, you mean me personally? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I. Anyway, I I could talk about that for a half hour. Why would I not be on the chopping block? You know, it's, it's, because you're never you're you're never going to get that hit piece. It's never going to happen. It's it's. But what pissed me off is they reached out to me and they're like. Oh, it's really important to us that, you know, you you feel like Patreon is on your side or whatever. Let's talk about it. And it's like, all right, let's talk about it. But by the way, people who use Patreon to support people they like would also like to hear it. So why don't you talk about it on my channel with me? No. And they, and they don't, they don't talk. They, they ghost. That's yeah. annoying. They just don't reply. <laughs> Treating you like a Tinder match. Hmm. Wow. Um, so... Uh, I've been uh, listening to you guys for a long time, but uh, I, I wanted to say something to Blonde for a very long time. Uh -oh. uh, but like I said, I've never had a chance. Um, Fingers crossed for a love confession right here. Let's go. No, 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 no. She actually said a long time ago that she wouldn't re recommend any young guys ever date an older woman. Mm. Right. And she was very adamant about it about at the time. And so yeah. since then, on this last ep um, call-in show, you were talking about dating advice. I thought... You know, go back to that. I've actually had an extreme amount of success dating older women. And I think that it's for a while there it was the only way to go for younger conservative guys. It was the only way. Yeah, I mean, I you run into some problems later, but I do have a, a this um, couple that I know. One of them is the woman's like 10 years older than the guy. And they, they've been married for years and they're a great match. So it's not the things that I say, you know, they're generalities. Of course, exceptions of course. to the rule apply. 
Um, but my thing about that is that you run into problems later, later in on. Life. Yeah. For sure. I mean, uh, for me, I mean, it's been off and on, but I've had two uh, specifically long-term relationships where one was 10 years older, one was 20 years older. And that one lasted over five years. Damn. And and really, it actually had to come down to a conversation of where's this going to be? in 10 or 15 years. Hmm. And we had to have that difficult conversation and ended up breaking over up over that. But do you regret? Uh, dating? No, not at all. I think I, if, if I'm honest, I have to go with like Benjamin Franklin on this and say that an older widow is really going to help your personality, really going to help your uh, hygiene habits, your gentleman behavior, the way you treat women uh, on dates and stuff like that. Trust me, if you're yeah, but then you're just using her to make yourself better. That's unethical. And then this sounds like some mommy shit too. Uh, I I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that for either one because it certainly wasn't the intention at the time. No, not you specifically, but like dating a woman that's twenty years older to like help you form your character. It's like that's that's your mom's job. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, but you know, of course, these are just generalities. Sometimes these relationships work out great, and like I like I told you, I know this one couple, and they are just like a match made in heaven. And she must be twelve years older than him, something like that. Right, and that's how I feel now. And she's exactly twenty, or sorry, ten years older than me. And um, well, we wish you the best, and I hope it works out. And don't listen to me; I'm a woman. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was mostly about conservative values. I mean, for a yeah. long time, it was like every girl I met was. Like I was in college and admittedly half of that time I was in college in the United States and half of that time I was in college in Australia and I can't decide which one was worse as far as like that sort of liberal college attitude. Hmm. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, we got to give you the boot, um, but thank you for calling. Thank you for that story. You know. All right. If I could just make one final thought yeah. um, sure. on Matt's uh, latest show, you were talking about the reason that um, – uh, these people say get a real job, and mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily it's um, uh, a case of uh, trying to rationalize it for political reasons. I think it's the same mentality that socialists sort of have with CEOs. Like they don't feel like you're working hard enough to earn the money that you're getting. Yeah, so it's when weird. We say and he gets twelve thousand dollars. That's the thing that bugs me is like they think that their judgment of how hard you work ought to determine the value. It's like the market does that. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit what you, you think the value anything. is. Yeah, exactly. It's so right. it's so annoying. It's like is his is the CEO's work really worth a hundred times or a thousand times the workers? Well, as far as the market has determined, yes. And right, I know exactly. that might be unpopular to your feels, but I don't care. That's not what judges the value of these things. Sorry, the strategy for McDonald's to compete, the overall company strategy to compete with Wendy's and Burger King is far more valuable to the market than the guy flipping the burgers. That's no shame to the guy flipping the burgers. That's exactly. not my intent. Yeah. It's right. just these things have different values to the market. And so the burden is... You know, I, I want people to be treated fairly in the workplace and I want, you know, I want everyone to do well, but there is a burden or, on you to make yourself as valuable to the market as you possibly can. Exactly. Right. So I think it's just a form yeah. of jealousy. Anyway, yeah, uh, you guys have a great show. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Thank you, you man. Thank that was you. a great call. Yeah. That's some great callers tonight. This has been a good one. Uh, we got 10 minutes to take uh, some non-patron callers. So let's, let's go. So with, let's try to be as quick as we can with some of these. Keep get as many in as we uh, as we can with the time we have. Bad Wolf Jack, you're good to go. If you're uh, ready, you yep. 
Um, I wanted to talk about last time on the uh, Colin show, you mm-hmm. had uh, talked about the abortion versus welfare. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I think I remember the general theme. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Well, uh, they stated that it would basically be contradictory if the, to, to want both or to want to be against abortion and then be for uh, the re- basically reduced welfare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reduced welfare co- causes less abortion because if you have less people dependent on the state, especially women being dependent on being... They'll be more responsible with their sexual behavior. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So they, they wouldn't be needing as much abortion or whatever. Yeah. I agree. With I, th- you. I think there's an angle there that would that would make sense to me. Yep. Um, in general, I'm in favor of people being more personally responsible and being on the hook for their personal decisions. I don't want anyone rotting on the street. Yeah. But we can't have the state as a father substitute, which is what we have in a lot of situations now. Yeah, and in both cases, it'd be basically wanting minimal government. Yeah. 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 I think that the question was more from an ethical standpoint, not from a pragmatic standpoint. Like, how do you reconcile that you um, think that abortion is unethical, but you're still thinking about it pragmatically? Like, what is the what is the cost and what is the benefit to society when people from lower socioeconomic spheres are having abortions? And that is something that's rolling around in my mind. It's like maybe we need to examine this and and see if this has been a net benefit for society yet still in my heart, I believe this is terribly unethical. So hmm. I think a lot of conservatives are like, I don't know what to do about this. Give you a last word before we let you go. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. It's, it's basically cause I'm not really sure on the abortion issue myself because of that, but it's more so that if you're going to have, if you're going to have the ethical issue, then you still don't need the government to be doing yeah yeah your I agree. bidding. So like even and if you- the reduction to criminality is unquantifiable. We'll never know what that element is. So that's it's really hard to, never to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, thanks for calling. That's super cool. All right, thank you. Super cool. What the fuck? Abortion. <laughs> super cool. Good day. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, man. Uh, Epic Hero is up next. <laughs> Epic Hero, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, how about that? Uh, how's it going, guys? We're hey. all right. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good, I guess. Just listening to the show, you're talking about dead bodies. And oh, yeah. Dead toasted bodies. Toaster bathtub body. Which is immediately, I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Oh, nasty. Jeez. Um, I was going to start off by saying, uh, Blonde, I agree on your point with Calvin Coolidge. The dude is the most underrated president in U.S. history. I know, hmm. right? Uh, People are always like, who? All, all he did was uh, sit point, in the office, uh, yeah. cut taxes, balance the budget, yeah. and pay off, I think, 25% of America's debt. Yeah, and then it led to the roaring 20s. And, you know, people don't consider what a president's job should be, which is basically nothing. I want you to do almost nothing. (laughs) Yeah, be a Coolidge. Just sit in the... Be a Coolidge. That's true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to talk about uh, Great Britain, though, because apparently uh, Theresa May had a vote of no confidence today. Really? Did it already happen? I knew it was scheduled or it was going to happen, but did it... 
Did it yeah, in it fact happened. happen? It happened. Okay. Unfortunately, she survived, though. Oh. But okay. I mean, the Conservative Party in Britain's looking kind of divided right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think the Conservative Party is going to fall apart with Brexit and Labour is going to come in? I don't know. I mean, people must be furious there. They must be so, so angry. I mean, yeah. I would be if, if I had voted and, and felt like I was part of democracy and then everything yeah. got turned on its head. And they were like, this doesn't really matter. Yeah. But what you voted for doesn't really I can't, matter. I can't comment on the intricacies of English politics or, you know, UK politics generally. But uh, I was just thinking about the timeline of this. Like this happened, remember, June of 2016, this vote was way before oh Trump God, was even was elected. Yeah. Like imagine voting for something that long ago and you're still waiting to see not just what you voted for come to fruition, but even a semblance of what you voted for. Even like 50%, 25% of what you voted for. Yeah. I, I understand the frustration for sure. Yeah. 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 What do you think is going to happen? Uh, to be honest, I have no idea. I mean, I was talking to a British dude about it uh, last Wednesday, and I told him I think the only way the conservatives would be able to survive is if uh, they had a vote of no confidence, got May out, and then got maybe like a Jacob Rees Mogan, and then he went through with a hard Brexit. Because uh, yeah. the Brexit deal that May's proposing, I think the TLDR of it is we abide by eu law but we don't have representation in the eu parliament yeah which sounds like the <laughs> that sounds, sounds worse than the, the status worst quo deal ever yeah yeah so i can understand why people are a bit pissed oh, off God. what i mean yeah oh geez the only From way to get it, out of this is is with a hard brexit but i don't know if she has the willpower to do it or she maybe clearly she doesn't purposely... but we always knew that about her yeah hmm. <sighs> we gotta let you go but we'll give you a last word if you want uh no that's just about it it's nice talking to you guys all right thank you, you man. thanks Soren Penguin, that's a great name. Soren Penguin, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, I got on the show. Hey. You might have to turn off your stream if that's still oh, if that's still right. Oh no. What's up, dude? Give him a second. Oh, he was uh, so excited too. Yeah, uh, Sword and Penguin, if your stream is still running, just mute that, and then we'll be good to go. Let's try Schaefer. Schaefer, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, hey, how's it going? Hey. What's on uh, your First time here, going to be a little nervous. Sure. Um, it's, a, it's a big, big deal, man, let me tell you. It's a big deal. Uh, yeah. So bit, first of all, big fan. Uh, well, thanks. Second off, have either of you... Uh, Matt, you're a video game fan. Did you watch the, the Game Awards by chance? I, I didn't, and honestly, I pay... Only a little bit of attention to the industry anymore all, these days, yeah. but um, uh, but I saw that God of War won over Red Dead Two, and that was mm -hmm. like mildly controversial with some people. I don't, oh, I yeah? do have a PS4. I didn't play the game, so I don't know. I mean, Red Dead Two is phenomenal. I love it, <laughs> but I didn't play God of War, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, Red Dead won like almost all the awards, and then hmm. yeah, that game came in. But did you hear about? Uh, do you know a Sonic Fox? Is that ring no. a bell? Mm -hmm. So he is a very a prominent uh, fighting game player. He's one of the best or the best fighting game player across many different games. And that's kind of unheard of. And he won the, uh, uh, what was it? The, the video game player award. I, I don't know the exact name of it. Just like best player generally. Is that a kind thing? of? Yeah. Know. Yeah. Okay. And in his speech, he, he was a little nervous. So what he's known for is he is 
a prominent uh, furry. He is a prominent <laughs> okay. furry, and he's oh, no. uh, very out about it. And so yeah. he goes on stage, and he says that he is, is he a... in costume. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow, I wasn't paying attention, but now I'm listening. Now you're <laughs> this is the angle that gets blonde. So he goes on stage, and he says that he is a uh, gay. He is black, and he's a furry. Which is all fine. It's all well and good, but he mutters under his breath, "Everything a Republican hates." Oh God! On stage, and he got uh, a little backlash of, as you would expect. Yeah. Um, now, some of what I've heard is that uh, so, so some defense I've heard is people will say, "Oh, you know, he's he he was nervous, and it was very evident he was nervous on stage." But well, how does that um, justify anything, though? That's, that just makes it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But it gets worse. He goes on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, stories tend to go downhill when people go on Twitter. Uh, but he he mentions that he riled up a lot of Republicans with his message, and okay. he oh, says God, that they should you. all uh, suck his dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's okay because he was nervous when he was tweeting. Okay. So being I'll a furry is a we're gonna give you the boot, but I do have a few questions about this. Being oh, yeah, furry is a sexual thing, right? Um for some people it is, for others it's more of a hobby. Um But it's if definitely... it is a sexual thing, you assume that you have to take off the costume to engage in sexual intercourse, right? Doesn't some that kind of take you out in, of the... some people don't. It's a uh, complicated issue uh, what it, is it's this world can't people just like be normal gays or whatever like have to be something <laughs> weird i don't know that's not right. how uh fetishes work i'll have to check out the story thanks for the heads up yeah of yeah. course uh thanks, you have a great night you Use too man let's so uh weird. let's try to get uh who was it that dropped earlier it was soren penguin well Soren, if you want last word, you can have it. <gasps> I got in the show. Yeah, you'll get last word tonight if you want it. Go for it. I can't believe I got in the show. I'm so excited. Well, good. Glad <laughs> to have you. What's on your mind? Oh, I, I've been watching you guys for a while. Oh. I was wondering what you guys thought of, like, I've been watching your channel and I've been watching the live stream. And you guys have been showing footage from the Senate and the Congress. And they're acting basically like clowns. Like you might as well just dress them up in manimal suits and walk them around and call it a circus at this point. We'll so have I was some wondering more on what, Sunday for sure. Yeah. With Trump and so Pelosi I was wondering what what like requirement do you think Congress has to hold like a professional and like powerful stance? You mean just like the decorum like, the Capitol? Oh, yeah, um, to hold it well, to I appear don't... stronger in front of. Do you mean like observing parliamentary procedure? Is that part of it? Or I mean, just their general I, conduct. Just like being like, statesmanly. Yeah, like being statemanly, like holding a good base for like political discourse so they you don't know, look as, pathetic. As silly as our, uh, our representatives and senators and government officials generally can get at times with their statements, I actually don't find behavior to be comparatively that bad I, I think of footage i've seen from other countries where the people are like beating each other in their yeah. parliament or wherever else like i've seen some stuff in foreign countries that's way crazier than stuff i've seen here right right and because so because you lose transparency through decorum especially since the trump mm. presidency i've become a bit of an advocate for impropriety. <laughs> so I'm maybe not the best person to ask about this. I would say like 
yelling at each other's fine beating up on each other's not <laughs> and that's mm. pretty much where i draw the line i don't have a lot of yeah i guess my appetite for like rhetorical respect is not very high very i don't high, necessarily yeah. care what words people say yeah. i would draw the line what i would draw the line at is the sort of stuff like the Maxine Waters stuff of like calling for, calling for harassment of people, yeah. certainly calling for violence. It's debatable okay. whether she did that in that case, but th that's where I would draw the line. Everything else, I'll criticize your ideas. And I, and if you look like a jackass, I might kind of make fun of you for it, but I wouldn't be in favor of having formal rules by which someone would be punished for that sort of thing. The live chat is talking about duels. Yeah. And I would bring back duels. <laughs> bring back duels for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I was wondering because I was watching the Brett Kavanaugh thing and I mm. was looking at like these people talking these people it appeared that they look more like a court than they actually did a proper like Senate and like they yeah. actually look like proper politicians they look more like a court mm -hmm. judging a man based on his politics even though oh, like, yeah yeah I don't feel like they had a right to do that they weren't a court of law appointed to judge his case they're judging if he was fit to be a Supreme Court judge and oh, I think yeah. when the world looks at that it makes him it makes the united states look weaker because the ad hominems i would agree they need to they need to deal with that it, like everything on trump is his attack about his character on his character rather mm. yeah. all right well thanks for calling in and thanks for tuning in appreciate it thanks guys have a good night you too all right that'll be last call for the night appreciate everybody's patience uh if you're having trouble getting into the live room to chat with us you can always send us an email that's beauty and the beta at gmail.com we'll reply to those uh if you're interested you can also do it on video uh, send us a, a video minute or less unlisted on youtube send us the link and um and we'll play that uh that audio and reply to it on the show if you are sending um sh uh, questions for the call-in show please put call-in show question in the subject line as well so we know that's what it is for i'll start with uh jack here jack gives some context to his question he says the opposite of xenophobia xenophilia is the obsession or fetishize fetishization of a foreign culture or or people xenophilia is a form of othering that turns people into pets or toys while degrading one's respect for their own culture or people the question is is xenophilia a problem and if it is how can society address this issue i think it's a cultural uh i don't is it a problem? I don't, it's certainly a cultural issue. I certainly think that a huge staple of the left is this fetishization of minority status. Right. Certainly. Uh, is that a problem? I mean, I would say it's a problem insofar as I think any judgment of the individual uh, based on group data positively or negatively inappropriately. Like when you can judge the individual, but you, you, you choose to use group data instead. Yeah. You could do that rate as, as a racist negatively. You could do that as the other side of the racist coin, which is like, I don't know. I mean, things like affirmative action, things like special benefits for people on the basis of the color of their skin or on the basis of these other characteristics that aren't really, uh, that aren't really relevant to them as an individual. So yeah. is it a problem insofar as it's basically a mirror image of negative racism? Yeah, sure. And I would say so people have a tendency to like, especially with um, this migrant situation to allow people in that are fleeing these terrible countries, but then to fetishize the same countries. Like we do it with Mexico all the time. Like hmm. Mexican culture is so amazing. It enriches our culture, but why are you leaving Mexico? Um, so yeah, I would say it's a huge problem. It might be at the heart of our immigration issue. Hmm. Um, and it, it carries, it carries with it too. He's not, uh, Jack didn't really speak to this, but, 
oftentimes it it manifests itself as a hatred for your own country. If, if you're white, a hatred for white people, right. like a certain self-loathing that comes out of it. That's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. This is from Molly in the Twitter turmoil following Allahu Akbar trending as a result of the religion of peace, making another peace offering. Really? Is that from this shooting in France? Uh, that's what she's referencing is the French uh, shooting. I, assume, I didn't know yeah. that. I became aware of a blue checkmark account called Muslim Marine at uh, Mansour Sam's. Right? Shams, something Shams? like that. I, yeah. It's all run together. No capitalization. So I don't know. Uh, the posts on his timeline are all very blatant political activism and has the usual political gem like there's no such thing as Islamic terrorists. There are only terrorists. He apparently even has a billboard advertising himself as the Muslim Marine and says, I'm a Muslim and a U.S. Marine. Ask me. Ugh. Although okay. I know neither you nor Blonde are in the military yourselves, I think you're both close enough to it that you might know the answer to this question. Isn't there regulation about their regulations about members of the military being political act being political active? Um, I feel like I remember some limitations in that department, and if so, this guy is beyond pushing it. I'm actually not entirely sure, but I'd imagine there are, right? I was looking this up prior to the show, and actually I've spoken with, um, like I did a podcast a little while back from a guy who's active, with a guy who's active duty Navy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the rules, generally speaking, are, you, it's not that you can't engage in political behavior, but it has to be 100% on your own time, and you cannot, when he does his show, he says, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm a naval officer. Everything I'm saying here is me as an individual and is not to be interpreted as me speaking on behalf of the Department of Defense or the Navy. And that's yeah. basically what you have to do. You have to make it clear that you are not speaking as a military member. You're speaking as right. an individual on your own time. Other than that, of course, you can do any of the political activity that any anybody else can do, as far as I understand it. But what's interesting about this case is... Uh, I mean, it, it, this idea of saying, I'm a Muslim and a U.S. Marine, ask me anything. Yeah. It would seem like that's about as close to that line as you could possibly get. That is to say, I'm using my status as a United States Marine right, right, to right. bolster my political case. That, would, that seems to me like it would be a violation of Department of Defense regulations. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert on this, but I think you're right to have your eyebrow raised a little bit. And I... Well, there's a few things that are possible. One is it's a violation of what's going on. Two is it's a totally bullshit account. That's not even, yeah. <laughs> it's not even Maybe a real thing. I don't know. You don't know, know, who knows? I, I haven't seen the account. I'd imagine it's not. Yeah. Uh, you want to do the next one? It's long. Yeah. Uh, Garrick says, uh, hey guys, can't uh, call in tonight. Busy sorting through belongings. Would ask Blonde, when are you going to get Brittany Pettibone as a guest again? She got engaged a while back and now has a new book coming out. Plenty of topics to talk about or any other guests for that matter. Um, Gun of the Week, another Red Dead Redemption pistol, the Borchart C93 auto loading pistol designed by Hugo Borchart and his assistant uh, George Luger. I assume that George Luger. Is uh, it is considered the first commercially successful and mass-produced semi-auto pistol? It makes uh, the turning point in history for the development of compact semi-auto firearms, and with just over twenty thousand units produced, this is highly sought-after collective collector's item. That's very cool. I was wondering how historically accurate or not the weaponry in Red Dead is, and I just saw 
that old man that uh, Hickok forty five that shoots at his range that I've sent you videos before. That delightful mm -hmm. old chuckling man who shot every gun under the sun. Right, right. He just did a forty five minute video shooting the weaponry of Red Dead Redemption two. I haven't tuned into it yet, but I want to check that out. As far as guests, um, yeah, we're. I mean, we uh, we got people wanting Gavin on. I know there's big interest in Sargon. I just so, shot Gavin a message actually. So um, and actually, I have just an in email to my inbox saying. Uh, this guy's personal friends with Gavin and might be able to help us oh, nice. out and maybe cool. he could use the platform. So maybe Gavin will be on. I'm fine with having Brittany back. I thought yeah, she was I'd very nice to. last time we talked to her. I don't know what her availability is like or anything. Uh, but. She's really busy with the book launch right now, but uh, you know, she's always welcome to come on. Sure. Um, this is from millennial C article four, section four of the U S constitution states, the federal government. Wait, did we, oh, we skipped one. Aaron, oh, right? This one's pretty long though. Oh, I'm sorry. I, Wait, which one did you just read? Uh, I read Garrick. Garrick? Yeah. I don't even see that in here. Eh? You might have, oh, maybe you need to refresh the page. That's probably why. Oh, okay. Because I put one, it in Aaron. late. Yeah, Aaron. Um, As you both have talked about at various times over the last decade, there seems to be, have been a large or a steady increase in the policing of thought and speech as a means of promoting social change. And that time... Many have warned that this technique did little more than sow division, given that when a new PC term would take hold, it inevitably became the new hate speech in short order. It does nothing to actually change behaviors of those uh, actually using the derogatory terms in a hateful manner and slowly undermines any actual discrimination, hate, etc. This leads me to the way to a serious claims from leftist groups like PETA to compare common idioms like bringing home bacon or taking the bull by the horns to racism or homophobia. I did see that. Yeah. Um, given that critics of PC word policing have been predicting these sorts of outcomes for years and SJW show no signs of slowing down these virtue signaling tactics on their own, how can more rational minds not only fight word policing and censorship, but make those going along with it realize the futility and self-fulfilling prophecy of attempting to sanitize politically incorrect and hateful words? Um, I think the best way to do that is to not self-censor and to push the limits of the things that you can say in society um like like i feel like we do yeah there's something to be said for that i mean is it's like these people constantly want to shrink the overton window the, you know, the idea of the boundaries of what is socially acceptable speech right. so there's something to be said for doing your part of like hammering that outward little by little the other thing that i think is helpful and is is if you can help someone realize how it's not in their own interest for this sort of thing to be happening. Like don't, wouldn't you prefer that you be free to speak about whatever issue that you think is important, even if it's social justice, what happens when you're not in power anymore yeah. and the racists are back in power and they criminalize social justice virtue language, which is, that's not where we are right now, but it could happen yep. conceivably. So that's usually my strategy. Um, but, and I think we probably, uh, I think your your go to strategy is to like is to be a little crass, be a little blunt, and and that's not necessarily mine, but I see the value in it, and I think it, different ways to think about doing the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I guess he had the rest of the question was with the media backing them in most cases, is it even possible to push back and regain the ability to speak our minds and not cater to the whims of every new cultural fascination, oppressed group that pops up as the cause du jour? Or are we too far in terms uh, to turn back and instead must sit back and let this particular insanity run its course? No, I mean, um, at least in my situation, when I realized that I was going to say whatever I wanted publicly, I had to let go of the opportunity for future conventional employment 
And that was just a sacrifice that I was willing to make because I wanted to speak freely. Yeah. Um, All right. Thank you, Aaron. Millennial C says section four of the U.S. Constitution states that, uh, oh, article four, section four, sorry, of the U.S. Constitution states that the federal government shall guarantee to the states that they shall have a Republican form of government. <clears throat> and the 17th Amendment destroys representation of the states in the Senate. Do you think there is a contradiction of intent? And would you be in favor of repealing the 17th Amendment? Um, We've talked I, about this a few times. I don't know that I'm definitively in favor of it, but I'm warming up to it. And yeah. the general and I'm not saying the current system is inherently flawed, but the design, what I want to return to, and what I think maybe repealing the 17th would be a part of, is the idea that we are a federation of mostly autonomous states. And the federal government ought to exist as a representation of the states primarily. Now you have the House of Representatives that Mm -hmm. represents the population. But what I want is more power in the states, more control in the states. And that way you have more influence in how the government runs your life. And if the government in your state sucks, you move to a new one. That competition among states basically improves them all. And uh, this would be one mechanism to achieve that. I don't know that direct election necessarily means states aren't represented per se. I mean, I'm more interested these days. I feel like I have to preserve the structure of the Senate more so how we elect the senators, because even that's under attack. Right. But I, I think they're, I'm warming up to the idea that, that senators should actually be chosen by the state, uh, the state legislatures as opposed to directly elected. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, did you, you just read that one, right? Yeah, that was millennial C. Uh, Greg says, I self-center at work and thus don't have much of an opportunity to discuss politics. So as a general impression, do the president's actions in regards to the imposing of tariffs seem to be self-serving or more used as a tool to leverage negotiations? I feel that they're a tool, but in my limited discussion with others, they seem to believe Trump isn't thinking that far ahead. Thoughts. I think it's absolutely a tool to leverage. Like Trump is self-serving, meaning Trump's trying to serve him himself personally is that i think that maybe he means like that he's just blurting things out indiscriminately like Mm. maybe self-indulgent is is i mean that's that's been the great debate on this the whole time and i haven't followed the progress i i i'm told that there's been some sort of progress with negotiations with the chinese or something to that effect but i haven't followed this closely we've talked about this for a while like as a general rule i would oppose tariffs and i would support free markets if trump is using them as a if Trump thinks he can use this as a tool to get us closer to that, to that uh, goal, then I have less of a problem with it. But Trump, didn't he call himself like the tariff man the other day or something like that? I don't want tariff man. If that's what, what he thinks he's going to do. I don't know. This is a little bit outside my wheelhouse too. So I can't pretend to have a, a super sophisticated knowledge of it, but Generally speaking, I don't. I'm not in favor of of taxing things, and and imports and exports would uh, would be no exception. So hopefully that's where we're headed. Yep. Uh, Chris writes appropriately at the top of his email. Hey faggots, follow up to Stephen's abortion uh, topic. So Stephen uh, Suarez from last week, his topic left and right and seeming inconsistency in thought. The left tends to be pro-abortion but anti-death penalty, while the right tends to be anti-abortion and pro-death penalty. One would think that one group would be pro-let people live and the other would be anti-let people live across the board. Uh, Why do you think uh, or do you have any thoughts that would rationalize this apparent contradiction? I have put my theory below. You can read it before and then put in your two cents. Chris, this is his theory. The left, if you can get to the game... uh, 
then we have to let you stay in the game. All post-birth life is equal regardless of behavior. The right, everybody gets to start the game, but we don't have to let you keep playing your actions to find the value of your life. And there is a threshold for the cost benefit to society. And actually, I think think he's done a good job rationalizing both of these. If I were to try to defend both of the positions, that's basically the direction I would go. And especially on the way he tackled the right, the the so-called right-wing perspective on this, I don't think it's inherently contradictory to be pro-life uh, and be pro-death penalty. Mm-hmm. I still have some mixed thoughts about the death penalty myself. I question whether it should be the state's role to be deciding life and death uh, for people. But there's a distinction between an innocent yeah. life in the womb and a life that through due process is found to have committed right. a, a crime requisite of the punishment of death. Yep. So I think, you, I think you've done a good job answering the question for yourself, to be honest. Yeah, I actually, I agree. Um, thank you, sir. This is from Slithing Sloth. Hi, guys. So it looks uh, Teresa the Appeaser is out as prime minister. Blonde, would you mind covering uh, coming oh, wait, over or here? Or she's not, right? No. Uh, okay. Coming over here and lending your catapulting skills to help send May across the channel and into the Fifth Reich of the EU. <laughs> this message is brought to you by the number Y. Yes, I'm always willing to lend my catapult to other nations so that they can use it at their discretion. Hmm. Um, and I, I'm looking now, confirmed, MPs cheer as May wins leadership vote. This 15 hours ago. So that's the end of that. And she can't have another no confidence vote for like a year, I, I read, I think, right? Yes. So no instability there. Thank you, sleuthing sloth, young lady. Last uh, question from John. My question is mainly for Blonde, but her refusal to vote, oh, about her refusal to vote for Trump for a second term as a president if he fails to build the wall. From my point of view, Trump is the only person who would build a wall. A different Republican president would probably drop the issue completely and the Democrats would pretty much want to open the border. Maybe Trump hasn't done enough to build the wall in his first term, but my opinion, in my opinion, the Dems Russian fairy story being accepted and treated as real by the mainstream media has pretty much killed any chance of it. He has little Republican support and total opposition by the Democrats and the media. He can't build the wall in his first term, but the mandate from a second term would mean it is infinitely more likely. So my question is blonde is blonde serious for uh, with not voting Trump. If he doesn't get the wall built in his first term, if her answer is yes, then I think she's actually managed to win me over about her argument to repeal the 19th. I don't really care about the wall, but blonde does. If she's going to refuse to vote for Trump, there will be no wall and the Dems will be rewarded with the, uh, for the Kavanaugh Russia bullshit. I'm not sure about Trump as president, but the Democratic Party should be crushed for what they are uh, for what they have done during his term. Well, I think that first of all, this misrepresents what I said. I said that wall construction has to be underway if I'm going to vote for him again. It sure. doesn't have to be built in its entirety. I didn't really expect that out of his first term. I have no reason to believe that this is going to happen in his second term if he can't get anything done related to it, can't secure funding, can't start construction in his first term. So I think that that's a stupid argument. I disagree. And yeah, I will not vote for him. I voted for him so that he would get this immigration and demographic situation under control. If he proves himself uh, unable to do this and ineffectual, then I fail to see why I should vote for him again. Um, is, sorry, go ahead. I didn't that's mean it. To uh, the only thing I was going to say too is uh, it, it, a lot of people are really encouraged by you know Trump walking into the Oval Office with Schumer and Pelosi and just swinging his balls around on this. But that's immigration what he's good issue. at. He's like the good at this but, big swing and dick. And that's the shit, point. Is like you didn't have to mushroom stamp anybody when you had a Republican Congress, dude. Like why, you didn't have to do this ball swinging bit. <laughs> you you had people in Congress that were on 
that maybe they weren't fully on board, but people who were more likely to get on board than this Congress. Good luck in this Congress. He doesn't need congressional approval or funding to do this anyway. So I really think that he could be a lot further along. I know that all the forces stand against him, but this is literally the only thing that I care about right to, now. It's to like John's point, I think a reelection, it, you know, would be maybe even singularly about border security. Um, but I think what worries me about that too is a lot of the premises he's describing. Like, there's going to be another Russian fairy tale nonsense story, or maybe it'll still be continuing. There's going to be another Kavanaugh issue. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are not going to have any shortage of distraction bullshit or ways to delegitimize this president as somehow fake or somehow uh, you know got in there on uh, by cheating or something like that. So I do I do grant the premise that, uh, and I know he's asking you, but I just found this so interesting. So sorry for <laughs> hijacking Juan, John. I do grant the premise that the the Democrats are going to throw everything they have at Trump, but at some point the burden is on him to rise above that. Yeah, you know? I agree. Um, I'm with you on the 19th, though. Um, <laughs> you guys can agree on that. Can agree on that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do some super chats and close. Sure. This is from SB. If only someone like Elon Musk uh, made a pay service. Yeah, really. Uh, Jason Takis, blonde, looking good tonight. Matt, step it up. Love the show. Keep it up. Thank you. Well, thanks for tuning in. I do what I can, man. This is Dantel. If we gave big punishments for irresponsible breeding, such as unwanted kids, having a lot of kids, you can't afford and small punishments for kids out of marriage. Uh, can it help crime and family? I had a little bit of trouble following that. Me too. But, um, it, I think it's, it's probably the character living in super chats. that are too poor to have multiple children hmm. and children out of wedlock. Um, if you're talking about the welfare state, then yes, I I agree. I mean, we shouldn't be offering people financial incentive to behave irresponsibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Nick uh, Kin. Bro, buy an Android or other phone. Apple is not good and is not worth supporting. Uh, yeah, I know. But Google is. I mean, that that's the trade-off. You yeah. know, it's like, I, yeah, I don't like either of these companies. Um, and then I have what Microsoft with like two percent of the market share. Yeah. Market. I guess Microsoft looks comparatively good these days. I don't know. This is Truculent Phillips, a uh, longtime watcher, not in a creepy Avenatti way. Keep up the good work, and thanks for fair, unbiased reporting, Matt. And thanks for the frequent well, I, justified rage blonde. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know how, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say that I'm unbiased. I have a particular perspective, but I think you know, most people are just looking for honesty about that perspective as opposed to total objectivity. Or not, uh, no, I aim for objectivity, not necessarily neutrality. That would be how I would phrase it. Uh, this is John West from Trans Tennis to Trump tweets from Patreon to Peterson. Yeah, we did hmm. cover a lot. You never know what you're going to get on the Colin show. That's why I sometimes know. it's hilarious and sometimes I'm always like, "What are you going to talk about tonight?" I'm outright like, cringe. I have no idea. You never know. Uh, magical Darish. Today, my wife and I find out that we're having a baby girl. Pretty well, excited. Congrats. I hope Subscribe Star works out for the both of you and keep the great content. Congratulations. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Pacific Underground. Hey, guys, I had the same problem with not being able to finish books, but I've been listening to audiobooks and they're great. 12 Rules hmm. is a great listen. You can hear Peterson get really emotional. Yep. Oh, is there an audiobook? I didn't know that because I still haven't finished reading it. Maybe I should just listen to the audiobook. Oh, maybe I will too. Um, hmm. oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sleepy. Shauna Thornton, I'm Mormon and I'm okay with you crapping on Glenn Beck. You can be conservative Mormon and not like Glenn Beck. You know, the reason I dislike him has nothing to do with him being Mormon. I just think yeah. he's a douche. Um, he's not a lifelong Mormon either. He's a recent convert, I think. Like relatively hmm. recent. For me, it's, I guess it's, 
as strange as it is, as it is, it's just like stylistic. I don't find it like super funny or informative or I just don't enjoy listening to him. It's not even for any particular reason. It's just like, I don't think this person's entertaining, I guess. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, Big LC last Sunday show was a great show. Terrific show. Frankly, your best to date watching well, Matt thanks. make lawn sit on the tack was hilarious. You know, after what that show, did I make you sit on. I don't even I don't, remember. I don't remember. After that show, I was like, I think that was our best, maybe our best hmm. show ever. There's a little bit of feels in there. I think people can appreciate that, yeah. but I, I appreciate people giving me the feels, you know? Um, somebody in the live chat just said blonde looks like a young version of my dead grandma. What is up with you guys tonight? Oh my God. All right. Um, Rainer Chen. Hey guys, got a break to listen live. I hope you have a nice one. I, se I second the suggestion in checking out Asian capitalists. They have a very mm. nice video on non-whites inclination towards socialism. So many people tell me to check out this channel and I'm always like, I'll do that after the show. And then I'm like, mm -hmm. it's easier if you email it to me. Cause then I have something in my inbox to click on. Um, yeah. Amber, our resident pickle maker, Blondie looks super cute. The hubby is out coyote hunting. I just fell asleep. Oh, wow. well, only deer for me. Just drinking lots of wine. Oh my God. Am I an alcoholic? <laughs> do they live on the frontier? Where do I they know. live? This sounds so pickling, uh, doing a uh, pickle jarring and coyote yeah. hunting. This sounds pretty cool. She also said, P.S. One of these days I'll figure out how to call. And yeah, Amber, hmm. give us a, give us a buzz. John Martin says, Blondie, you are super cool. Matt, best sidekick ever. Oh, pfft. Get out of here. LOL, Block that person Can't right now. Ban <laughs> to catch the show yeah. since I was out late tonight. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Shauna Thornton, the Welsh voted for Brexit the most. They want to preserve their heritage. Oldest group of people in the UK. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I recently met a Welsh guy and I couldn't place his accent. So I like, I was like, are, are you Irish? And he's like, at least he didn't ask me if I was English. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I. I for, I still can't even I like it's a hard England and Wales and and um yeah so the UK is England Scotland and Wales but Northern that, Ireland and Northern Ireland but not yeah like the, all that stuff always confuses me I can never explain or it's been explained to me like fifty times I still don't understand yeah. it uh, Semper yeah. Ad Meliora check out Luis Rossman's channel or Lois Rossman's hmm. channel. Uh, shows how flawed Apple products and business practices can be. When my iPhone 6 dies, I'm switching to Motorola, but I'm also trapped um, in the FCPX cage. Um, yeah, yeah, Computing Forever also has some good videos about shitty Apple products. Darlene mm. Cates, Doe, to help keep us informed, we watch faithfully and are encouraged by your reasoning and thoughtfulness. I assume you're talking to Matt. Uh, <laughs> you give us hope, uh, your female baby boomer. Thank you, Darlene. Oh, well, thanks. How sweet. This is and from Blonde Amber. didn't even say anything rude about baby boomers. You know, <laughs> there, there's not all. Hashtag not all. Hashtag not all. Thank um, you, Darlene. Like our parents are pretty cool. I like, yeah, my parents are cool. They get it. My uh, parents even like you. That, so they that have is to be cool. Remarkable, but yeah. all right. Uh, one day we should get our parents together. Amber yeah. says, yeah, we can't be politically active while on duty or in uniform disabled bed here. Yeah. So when you're not in active duty, I think it's okay. But there, I think there's a Marine code about these things. Um, yeah, you just can't. It's not like you can, you know, put on your Marine uniform and walk down the street and say, or, you know, hold a political rally and advertise your political beliefs on behalf of your right. Marine Corps membership or something like that. Yeah. Um, Mark Case, Matt Blonde looking comparably delicious tonight. Thanks for always mm. supplying extra giggles to my week. You are welcome, Mark. Thank you. Uh, Big Armada, 1988. No note. Thank you, sir or ma'am. Penguinator, thanks for letting me on the show. My name was Soren Penguin. 
I hope uh, you guys have a great week and I love your work. P.S. Don't ask how a penguin gets money. We won't. Who knows? Who knows? I won't. This is Darlene Cates again. Thoughts on Boulder, Colorado, AR-15 law deadline at 1227 to certify your gun in high capacity magazine. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Say that now New Jersey has a high capacity magazine ban too. And they're, they're Breitbart's trying to reach out to the authorities in New Jersey to figure out how they're going to enforce it. Uh, nobody knows how these things are going to be enforced. And Boulder, Colorado, you can do all the same dumb crap California tried to make you do in terms of registering your assault weapon. I was watching some videos last night. You know, all, all it takes is the manufacturers just make bullshit workarounds and different pieces of plastic so that things are technically legally right. compliant. You get the same damn gun that does the same damn thing with slightly different pieces of plastic yep. on it. That's what you'll get in Boulder too. Um, Amber says that her backyard is 40 acres of woods. Ah, that's sweet. sweet. And Penguinator said, Matt, you're the Batman of you and Blonde. I agree. I am clearly <laughs> the sidekick here. Well, thank you. That really boosted my ego. You're the Millhouse. I'm the Bart. Ugh, fine. <laughs> Fine. All right, you good? Okay, just a couple over on uh, Streamlabs. Michu says uh, Teddy Roosevelt shot on the campaign trail. Announced he had been uh, shot. Proceeded to deliver a fifty-minute speech and then got an X-ray, which found the bullet lodged in his massive chest muscle. Manliest president to have ever lived, mm. or manliest president we have ever had. Uh, I did not know that story. I'll have to look it up. Uh, Rusty Dog says I'm uh, in East Coast Seattle. Oh, East Coast Seattle is DC. So I appreciate the lifeline to sanity you two offer. Well, thanks. And thanks for tuning in. Blonde, uh, watched your piece on good art the other day. Excellent. The appeal of modern art escapes me. We would love to see you do more work on that line. Oh, thank you so much. I've, I've made a few videos about art. I feel like I've kind of uh, beaten it to the ground, but they are my favorite videos to do. So. Hmm. All right. Are we all set then? Yeah, let's have a run. Okay. We will wrap it up there. Uh, more uh, to come on Sunday. Maybe we'll have a guest. We'll reach out to some of the people people are yeah. looking for. So it won't be who... Brittany though. She's super busy. With the book. Yeah, but maybe we can snag. Uh, maybe we can snag yeah. a wild Gavin or Sargon or somebody like that. See what we can do. Other than that, we'll definitely talk about this uh, White House meeting. We'll talk about Alex Jones in uh, Congress yelling at the Google CEO. And then I have an update on Desmond. Reddit uh. has a Desmond update. There was a Desmond sighting. We have to report on. So uh, tune in for that. We'll see you Sunday.